0: our podcasts One, two,
1: three,
0: four. take it away we bought, yeah. Yeah. We, bought yeah. we bought a mic we bought a mic we bought a mic we bought a mic we bought a, 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 we bought a mic Mike. and with what mic
2: I love when artists say, take it away, and then they continue singing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're taking it away to yourself.
0: Take it away from my uh,
3: mouth. He was trying to act like there was a whole live band here. There wasn't? Yeah, he's like, ah, drums! (laughs) The 808s start playing a little louder. The audience is like, is he having a mental break? (laughs) Welcome to the show. I am Ernest
0: Calderon. I am Hunter Mobley. Mm, I'm Drew Dietzen. And joining us today... For the fourth time. Fourth time, it's me. Is that Harry's a
1: record? Uh, I, is it? You tell me. I, I think,
3: think I think it is. I think you're the first four timer. Wow, oh, man.
1: I've made it. It's yeah.
3: like SNL. Like once you get five, you get a jacket, and then <laughs> once, you right. get, once you get ten, like Steve Martin wipes your ass or something. So we'll make sure you never. Whatever get they there. do over there.
1: He's already been doing that. All right, I gotta oh. talk to my <laughs> publicist about this. So okay.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. Hope uh, hope <laughs> we're able to uh, to make your deepest wishes come true you already (laughs) are right now in the the podcasting world um (laughs)
1: this is an essential episode
0: (laughs) no review today no movie (laughs) review no movie yeah um but we are talking three shows in depth um two on netflix one on hbo one that we've already touched on briefly on the podcast before um but before we get to that let's talk some news guys Got a uh-huh. got
2: a big old slate of news today. Yeah,
0: fat, fat news segment. Uh we're gonna get to the Emmys last, but before then, let's try to run through these as fast as as uh as we can. <laughs> I'm the gingerbread man. Wow. First we got Ninja.
3: Yeah. I've on talked the cover to,
0: of ESPN before.
3: I've I've talked about that guy before. because, uh, I mean I I'm assuming you two don't watch streams ever and you don't either right no I don't anymore either but there was a period where I did to learn how to get good at Fortnite when it was first (laughs) starting and he is very impressive like it makes sense that he did this because like he is the he's the best streamer at like political moves of like I'm going to stop cursing because kids watch me and I'm going to get sponsored by Red Bull and just always have Red Bull in the background but I'm going to be clean Uh, Like it's, he makes a lot of moves that are like very intentionally like trying to move up. There are people that are better at the game, but he's the most famous in the world on purpose.
0: Yeah. So this is, this is Fortnite, right? He's, he's,
3: yeah, he started, he did Halo and he was like not very notable. He was making a living streaming and he did Halo and then he moved to H1Z1, the first uh, big battle royale game. And then PUBG came about as kind of a mod on that. And he played that for a while. And then when Fortnite came out, he just hopped on it super early. Um, yeah, so if, if anyone at home doesn't know, we're not talking about
0: a traditional Japanese martial arts uh, combat expert. That's
2: not that's not who that is? No. Why is, it, why is his name Ninja? Um, I he's don't know, man.
1: stealthy and he's, succinct. Because he's white. That's <laughs> it. That's yeah, it. That's yeah, he, can, he can take whatever yeah. culture he's he wants. He's the real Scarlett Johansson <laughs> of <laughs> the Fortnite community.
3: Um, but yeah, I I was thinking about this. It makes sense right now in this moment because he is becoming, especially among children... My mom uh, is a teacher, and all of her kids know his name. All of them, like they all watch him. Like they have it on their phones. They what have. What are Twitch. they like? Like third, fourth grade? Uh, she's at middle school. Okay. Yeah, so it's like yeah, it's yeah. like seventh graders. He is a household name among every they, kid. Yeah, in the they probably right play together all the time. Yeah, they do it in class. They're playing Fortnite or streaming Fortnite. Um, yeah. but yeah, so it makes sense, as far as the future of the game itself. It's really confusing. Like, the reason the eSports stars haven't gained traction is because their games come and go.
2: Yeah, and I almost feel like the Fortnite wave is kind of already hitting this point where it's like... I don't hear people just, like, talking about Fortnite. Or, like, there's a a, a manager that I have at work who used to just, like, have Fortnite streams on at work all the time. And he doesn't do that anymore. Wow. So kind of, it seems like... A little bit of the craze, it's still people, a lot of people are still playing it, but a little bit of the craze is kind of going down. But this isn't the first time that ESPN has done something with Ninja. He was actually at the ESPYs this year, which mm -hmm. is ESPN's sports uh,
3: version of like the Emmys or the Oscars
0: oh that's why it's called the ESPYs yeah, yeah. The so ESPYs. You
3: get it? do you get it now uh, yeah actually yeah. one of the best awards broadcasts on TV because they keep it comedic and they keep it relatively fast compared mm-hmm. to all the other pompous and it's not annoying as shows. In-
0: yeah it's not as indulging
3: yeah yeah um oh, but it's y-
2: very indulging okay
3: um but yeah this is i mean this is huge for esports um because a lot of you know a lot of people with that subscription are going to get that in the mail and say what the hell
1: Just <laughs> general confusion this <laughs> this guy does
3: not look like he plays sports. <laughs> um gaming ain't
0: a real sport damn it <laughs> yeah
3: I, i'm not sure how much longer fortnite is going to last but i think ninja is going to remain a personality like yeah. i think he's going to be like a broadcaster or something like that once he's you, you phase out of eSports, like, in your 20s, basically. And, I mean,
2: eSports are starting to get, like, bigger and bigger. Like, uh, I know at work we have ESPN on, and there will be days where it's, like, a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And on, like, main ESPN, not ESPN2 or anything like that, like, they have, like, drone racing and different <laughs> eSport competitions and stuff like that. Like, that's a thing that's gaining more traction, which I don't necessarily get. Maybe it's just, like, not for me or something. like. It's particularly, like... I, I drone racing is kind of fascinating to watch because they find a way with both the cameras that are on the drones and different cameras that they'll have set up around the course that the drone is going. I can find that a little bit more. And yeah, they do that in VR, right? Then. Yeah. 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 They do. They pilot, which is they really pilot cool. pilot with VR. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like you are the drone, like racing, zipping I don't know if shit. I can do that. That's yeah.
0: honestly kind of terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun though. Yeah. All right, let's move on to this next bit of news. Which Harry, I think you're excited about this. Avatar: The Last Airbender. They're giving it another shot on Netflix, and live I action. I
1: am moderately apathetic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is one of those things where you're like, yeah. huh? Well, no, because the thing is, is that like I, I read about the news, which is that the original, I mean, the uh, original creators, whose names I'm not going to try to pronounce, uh, hmm. they are uh, coming on for a live action. You know, however many season. Adaptation of the Avatar show, and I've been rewatching the show uh, by happenstance the last couple months, and it's effectively to me like it's kind of like a perfect cartoon. Like I really don't know to me what you can build on or change or dive into that like they haven't already done in which they that they cartoon. attempted it. They yeah, yeah they already
2: tried to do something and
1: yeah. make it different. No, yeah, well, so they've got like that 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 world in that cartoon is really well realized it's really thought out it's like you know deep and con- they considered everything i just i can't imagine what they're looking to do with this beyond just it's make Netflix money, make yeah, money. It's that's make- really <laughs> like i don't I, it's I, mostly that i i like that they're having the original people because i feel like it'll be good and i like you know they obviously care about this universe or whatever but it it, it definitely feels like uh life is short why are you not working on something else kind of situation <laughs> well i mean the thing yeah, is the thing is for it. me is
2: that like I feel like this is a play, like, there's no way, there's literally no possibility that this is better than the original show. So you're either going to maybe hit that bar, but they're not going to. So it's most definitely going to be worse than that. They could try and do something original and new, but M. Night Shyamalan tried to do that, and it was horrendous train wreck. What what,
1: what did M. M. Night Shyamalan do that was new besides make a unfunny version of the show but he
2: tried to like make it more cinematic in a way and make it more of like a shortened cohesive story I feel like it wasn't successful yeah. but I'm assuming that's what he was attempting to I, do.
3: I wonder if they're gonna make it funny because that is a big component of you, the show. You have to. There's a yeah. lot of humor. It's not like a comedy, but no, there's no, a there's a pretty good amount. of humor. Rewatching
1: that show, it's like staggering, like just beyond like how incredible those fight scenes are, but just how very funny it is. Yeah, and I just.
0: How would you feel if they it was like a note for note
1: remake? I'd probably not watch all of them, but <laughs> yeah, I watch something i, I haven't why. seen before no i yeah. it, it, you know, it's like it's like we're doing an avatar spin-off or a different avatar
3: or, yeah right like, fine like, like there's a whole world yeah on that planet yeah. you know <laughs>
1: with like a long history of different avatars yeah. and like the first the first cut the first concept art is like two people like two characters like I think we're all very familiar with and it's like it's oh our, right, our i oppa, guess of you yeah, the yeah oppa oppa and hang I'm like yeah. okay cool so you're all right, I guess that's kind of like all right. I mean, it I looks, guess. I mean, it looks good, Here's, but it's it's like why? For me, yeah, for me, it's like it could it could and very well may be a very well done, very good show. But At the end of the day, it's just recreating something that did not have that many flaws to be like built on or like you know different angles to be explored. Like I just can't see what the reasoning behind this I, is. I mean, the only thing that funny. I can
0: think of is also to try to get new audience members for the property it's gonna it it might be angled towards people You, you know this this show premiered what 10 years ago when, when did it first come out? Uh, more than that. More I than think. that. Yeah. Three, so okay. yeah, more than that. Yeah, 15, 15. 15 years ago. So there's a whole generation now that yeah. was never exposed to the show. So it's probably going to be angled towards people who have never watched
1: yeah. it. The, the closest I can think besides the money angle is just it seems like a lot of the uh, streaming services are kind of diving in hard on uh, big budget, you know, uh, fantasy adaptations. Yeah. That's what it seems like. It yeah. seems like Amazon with Lord of the Rings. I feel like this is all responding to that and then, yeah. you know, The Witcher as well. And then I know that one of the streaming services has the, uh, the Darkman materials books Mm. and just it feels like more of like a reaction to what another streaming service is doing than like an actual novel new thing yeah yeah i
2: I would just i would rather i'd be more interested if they did like how they're doing with dragon ball super now if they did something like that where it's at least kind of a i i i mean Avatar doesn't meander nearly as much as Dragon Ball Z does, no. but make to make a more expedited story, maybe like sure, that. Like yeah. I could understand the reasoning behind that more
1: so than making well, it fall. But then making, adaptation. but then making like you know a twelve or ten episode series seems to be the exact like opposite. It seems like they're going to like kind of take their time to get into this world that wasn't really shallow. It seems yeah. like this is all well. Yeah, but territory. With,
0: okay, so if you look at Game of Thrones, yeah the reason why that's successful is because they had an amazing series of books to mm-hmm. base the show off of. It was based on books. This is mm-hmm. you're basing a show off of another, another show, show. Yeah. or even even the Lord of the Rings, they're exploring a different timeline in in the universe yeah. or his dark materials, there was a failed mm-hmm. movie that nobody cared about. So in all of those there's avenues for mm-hmm
1: creativity and something oh, yeah. unique and this it's like and i can't you know i can't help but be a little bummed out because these are incredibly talented creators and it mm. just feels like you know kind of a wasted opportunity for mm. their for, the, for them to do something yeah well we'll, yeah. we'll
0: see what they actually do yeah. with it um like
1: it to be good but
0: let's move on to a little bit of marvel news um Yay. they announced a scarlet witch and a loki tv show for the disney streaming service what do you guys think of this I don't, like, I don't. Sounds like
1: Netflix is fucked. But. Uh, yeah, it,
0: a lot of people yeah, are man. gonna
3: watch it. it. It's gonna draw a lot of people in. I, I don't. I don't care.
0: I. Don't I, I actually. I'm interested because they're not recasting the characters. Oh yeah. Yeah. That,
2: my question is like, does this mean for sure Tom Hillston is like? This has to confirm like he's actually dead now. Like, he's not coming back. Whoa, dude. Oh.
1: Spoilers for Infinity War. I want to know when I said Netflix is fucked. I mean, the Marvel shows existing on Netflix already are clearly going away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't saying, like, oh, man, it's going to crush Netflix. No. <laughs> but
2: um, also, like, why Scarlet Witch? That's a good question. I Maybe <laughs> if, it, like, the only thing I could maybe see interesting is maybe, like, a prequel between her and her brother. And, like, their whole story being, like, Russian... Mm, yeah. ...kind of, like, just these really weird kids. Inhumans, not actually yep. <laughs> mutants, because wonder... they can't say that word. But...
1: Are, are these... Is this one miniseries about the both of them or two separate miniseries? Two separate oh, ones. Oh, man. Um, yeah, and I
2: hope to God that they're
1: not 13 episodes. I, no, I, I thought it was like six to seven. Uh, mm. It better be.
3: Is Scarlet yeah. Witch Elizabeth Olsen? That yes. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a big reason because she is blowing up, and so they just secured her for a starring role. That's mm-hmm. a big deal um, because when they signed her to do that role, she she really wasn't a name yet. Right. Um, she was just the sister of the Olsen twins, but now she, is, she keeps growing and growing in popularity. Uh, I'm, I mean, dead honest, there's not a single Marvel TV show that I like. Um, there are ones that I'll watch and I'll be like, that's good. But you watch Daredevil. Yeah. I just don't care for it. Like it's, it just all feels like foreplay for movies. Yeah. Like it just, is there a
0: character that (laughs) you would be interested in (laughs) having his own or her own show?
3: Honestly, no. I'm fine with having Marvel in my movies. I don't need them to infiltrate my. It's already
2: TV, basically, anyways. The way that everything is so episodic in the films. I'm more
1: tired about all these. I I can can swear these fucking streaming services popping up. Like there's there's there's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, it's
3: an arms race. Yeah, it's it's huge. Um, and this is a big one because they are like you said. They're mostly going to pull their existing. Oh, they they definitely. Yeah, so those are gone, and then they have new originals. So plenty of people are going to go to that service i
1: mean I, I like the character loki a lot I'm, I'm if it's good i'll really enjoy it but um you know that's definitely like a wait and see for me always. So. yeah it's a big mm-hmm. if. i mean yeah. the
0: the the stuff we've seen on netflix i i, like I haven't i more. haven't watched it because i've heard it's horrible but at least <laughs> at least they made their own little pocket universe there and yeah. they don't have to deal with thanos snapping his fingers or whatever the fuck is happening with shield collapsing or any of that with these, it's like, is it a good thing that they're going to be directly tied to the movies or is that going to inherently well, make they? them yeah. less interesting?
1: Are, are they? Did we know that? I, mean, I assume. Like. I'm assuming so. It's the it's so, same Well, I'm, just, Yeah, yeah, yeah true, and I'm true, assuming yeah. so
2: because this is also going to be... I mean, like, like, Disney and Marvel owned Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the actions of that show directly tied in with the movie. So I would assume that they would also have a little bit of correlation going on between the two of those things. What's sad, though, is like, Even though, I I mean, for me, uh, Netflix's Marvel shows really started to take a huge dip uh, around the time. I think Luke Cage and Daredevil Season 2 were both good. But that was whenever Mm -hmm. it started to kind of the seams were starting to show a little bit. And... I, Whenever the first season of Daredevil came out, I really loved like looking forward to what they were going to do with the Defenders and having this whole little small story in the grand of Marvel. I thought that, that was a really cool concept, but it just... I mean, I'm never watching that show, but from all accounts, it's hardly even watchable to begin with. It's just a what, complete the abomination. Defenders? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's...
1: it's Fine. No, I think that I would go. For, I think Daredevil two is fucking terrible, but that's just <laughs> really? me. Daredevil yeah, two
2: just meanders a lot. It's yeah, more it's of like, a Punisher season at certain points than it is even Daredevil. Uh, yeah.
1: I they think. D- I'm more curious about is that you know right now that the Marvel Netflix shows and I think Agents of Shield is under the TV division, which is helmed by uh, Ike Perlmutter. We all know this yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Palm Beach native, not doesn't seem like the best guy, but um, <laughs> so I'm curious if uh, these new shows are also under his. Um, control because if so that's what, that's why you're seeing this separation th- separation th- of I church don't and think, state i, I don't, don't
0: think they will be it's i'm, I'm unsure but that's know. a good thought because if kevin feige is now going to be directly involved with all this disney streaming yeah. service shit because now like then you start to throw in all the fox shit into the sandbox that's and then that's the, so far then the, the possibilities yeah, just open up from there
1: That's like they don't have anything planned right now. That's like 10 years down the road, five. I don't know. But no, I mean, like I think the Netflix shows are for the most part bad. Um, I'm kind (laughs) of curious to see anyone that's not, you know, under that. Daredevil season three could be be good. Could be. Yeah. Uh, I don't
3: know. All of them. All those shows just strike me as so melodramatic. And they're lower budget. My city. They're lower budget, so they look worse. That the side characters, you can tell that they paid less for these guys because they're so. all <laughs> They're all worse. It's so like, how are your shows taking themselves more seriously than your movies? Well, and
2: they're all thirteen episodes at an hour yeah. long a piece. No, like, fuck that. My, I'm not devoting thirteen hours of my life to
1: that. I really like Daredevil season one and Jessica Jones season one because they're yep. like totally different from one another. I think they all start to bleed together and just be like these visually drab, like you know, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of. Flat uh, shows that you know make me feel like I'm slowly dying, and I just I, that's, like,
3: that's the one thing we watch TV to avoid. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I said,
1: forget the uh, the encroaching death that's coming for yeah. all of us, and I feel that a lot when I'm watching Iron Fist. But no, yeah. it's like, yeah, just, I'm just picturing you know. sitting there like, yeah, death is imminent. <laughs> I mean, like a, a low-key miniseries, short episodes, Tom Hiddleston, you know, that is that's you know, no Ike Palma or Jeff Loeb, that seems like a good recipe. I hope it's good. I'm bummed out the way the Netflix shows have gone because it's pretty clear they did not have much of a plan. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, these shows, despite
3: yeah. not being great and being panned by critics, they pull in huge numbers. For Do numbers. they? Are well, we yeah. sure? Okay. Well, they they still? Still, oh, So yeah. we don't really know. Really? But
2: I okay. still think that if you combine the action set pieces of Daredevil season one with the story of Jessica Jones season one, then that's like one of the best shows yeah, on TV. Jessica if Jones, that consistently yeah. you could put together, because the thing with Jessica Jones is like the action sequences were terrible. No, but it was like Horribly, a, it was like but a a it had a drama. great story. Yeah, it had it an amazing, engaging thing. story of just this whole inner struggle that she's having with herself so if you combine that with the set pieces of daredevil i Mm -hmm. think you have a great show but
3: well good luck with that away from
2: that
1: (laughs) so i'm yeah so now that as as the more we're talking about the netflix shows i'm reminded of how they make me feel i'm a little bit more (laughs) i'm a little bit more okay with the disney shows because at least that, that could be a breath of fresh air or it could be the same whole fucking thing uh yeah.
0: Another that's thing true. that reminds me of the impending uh, reality of death is 9-inch Nails music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> that's on but purpose, that's in though. like the best kind of way. Yeah, in the yeah. best yeah. kind of way. And turns out that they're scoring the new Watchmen show. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. On HBO. Which I'm very so, interested in. Um, so, this I mean, this is less 9-inch Nails and more Trent Reznor yeah. and Atticus Ross and the the clout that they've gotten i mean didn't they win the oscar for social network yeah i'm pretty sure yeah, they me. did yeah uh so i'm really excited about this i love all of their soundtrack work i listened mm. to that social network the god girl social soundtrack is, really girl girl soundtrack is incredible really yeah oh, yeah that i yeah i, forgot I, I don't that know how then. you
1: guys feel about this Watchmen show but i i i personally i watchman's like a very good book that i don't you know i don't really have any strong feelings for but like just the, the did cra- you like the movie the movie was the book. They just recreated the panels into moving images. So <laughs> cool! I, I read the book. So like you did it, you know, but like, um, Zack
2: Snyder's great. He just makes the images pop off the screen. <laughs> yeah. He just... Name.
1: His dark masterpiece. <laughs> that, fucking, that movie's like the most sixth thing out of, of 10 out of all time. Anyway, no, but it's like it's like the... um No, just like I think the creative team on this just sounds really strong. Like, I like Diamond Lindelof a lot. I know he's super divisive, but I liked him on Lost, and I' hearing great things about The Leftovers, it sounds like there's some great score. Right? Yeah. I I'm mean, very curious about this show. You know, you know? Uh,
0: Leftovers was a, a very low-rated show. Like, yeah. viewing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. audience-wise on uh, on HBO, um, so I don't think that it was a guarantee that they were going to keep uh, Lindelof around for mm-hmm. more projects. But now they're giving him the keys to what could be their next Game of Thrones. Now that Game be. of Thrones is heading out the door, and Westworld isn't exactly going anywhere, ex- it's exactly, it's spinning it, its wheels. Did, did. Exactly. So now they're they're positioning Lindelof to lead what could be their
1: flagship show. It could be very good. I don't know if you read it. He wrote a letter about it. He's not. I did just, read that. He's not just doing the book. He's doing something new with those themes, and you know, he's new got, story, new character. Yeah, he's he's a very talented you know uh, creator, and I, I I'm very curious to see what happens with it because yep. I don't know what the fuck it's going to be. I don't have any idea. But, but we you know.
0: have a little bit of an idea what it's going to sound like. Yeah. And it's going to sound very, very moody, uh, moody <laughs> maybe a little industrial. I hurt myself <laughs> today.
1: Um, my, my favorite story about uh, the Watchman comic and movie is that in the comic, there's a scene where one character goes to a, uh, a cemetery and in the panel, the cemetery just says, cemetery. It doesn't have a fancy name. <laughs> and for the movie, Zack Snyder just did the same thing where I can this very melodramatic scene. There's just cemetery, right? But like, that's, that's kind of shit I'm talking about with that guy. Zack Snyder
3: seems like the kind of guy who knows he can't make anything better.
2: (laughs) (laughs) As long as he's just not trying to write. I mean, at least there's not
1: that. I think he makes visually interesting movies and that's not enough to be. No, no. And he just depresses the shit. me and everything else, but you know, beyond that, you know, good guys. I think, I think, uh, (laughs) Dancer. That no, sounded I so sarcastic. No, I am. I, really I know. I know, I know. It's my voice, man. It just. No, I did the same thing a
3: few weeks ago. Because every time we talk about, him, yeah. So sorry about your daughter. <laughs> yeah, really, like, sorry. I about don't like anything you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think um, Watchmen yeah. is his best movie because he didn't try to deviate from the material. He literally just oh, adapted I, it
1: exactly. I th- I think Three Hundred is the best because it looks really nice, but like Watchmen was like. I was very excited for that movie. And then I, mean, I saw it, was, it and it was I, was like, I was like, yeah. no, I was like, Oh you, yeah, that's the movie. That's the book. You, you made I- it. <laughs> I, uh, again uh, i
0: re-watched the dark Knight recently yeah. and i popped in my dated dvd and one of the first trailers in that dvd is the, it's the watch it's it's a good tra- trailer that was a good trailer. A great trailer. trailer with uh the uh, smashing pumpkins yes, yes i love that trailer yeah. when i was young man uh, that was great i i remember it brought back a lot of memories because i remember watching that trailer a lot yeah no that, <laughs> so that was like a, very, a great trailer to have in your okay internet repertoire
3: very here's here's the move this is free advice for Zack snyder okay just make trailers yeah
1: i'm serious <laughs> yeah, was, wasn't he a music Yo, video guy he would be yeah. the best like,
2: he would be the best trailer
3: yeah, he, director
1: wait, of all no, time no I'm sorry his best movie is Dawn of the Dead I'm, wait are we like, that's <laughs> oh, like the I only movie that it, I actually enjoy mm. watching yeah. on like an action yeah yeah, yeah. still but like yeah. compared to the I mean, other stuff I mean just
2: again he didn't he didn't write that movie no it's, <laughs> it's true. T- totally just a reboot from Romero's yeah just make trailers man yeah
1: um, and of course, of course, I'm like, oh, man, Zack Snyder, he was too slavish and faithful to the original Watchmen that he makes his own fucking Superman movie. I'm like, yeah, not like, like, yeah, like sh- Zack, you <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zack, just go back to the you other Shut thing. the hell up.
0: <laughs> Guys, know, breaking news. Zack Snyder just replaced Cary Fukunaga as the director <laughs> oh, <no>. of James <laughs> Bond. Oh, my
1: Lord. I mean, is that well, the next <laughs> item? Or <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Just kidding. He didn't. But he probably will. He, he might. Say, is, is, is anyone <laughs> thinking that Cary Fukunaga is going to get to the end of this okay, production? Okay, so what's the over of, of this movie actually
3: coming so out.
2: So let's think about how know. many projects has Kerry Fukunaga left? Already? He left it. Yeah. He left well, he left True Detective
3: 2. True first. Detective 2. A smart move. Don't, yeah, don't blame it, him on that. One. He
2: left TNT's The Alienist. Probably a good move by him. <laughs> TNT's? Yeah, yeah what right? the fuck even is um, that? What that? He was
3: signed on for in New York. I'm oh, impressed um, that you know that, Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 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 no.
2: I knew I knew about him leaving the A's. Oh, and uh, Beasts of No Nation. No, no, no. He didn't leave that. Well, he, like, he was originally going to direct that movie and there were creative differences. No, he
0: he did direct it. Well, maybe he just
2: had some problem with it. I knew that there was beef behind the set of that movie. Did you guys know he's hot? Yeah,
0: dude, he's a, good he's looking a fucking guy. hunk. I was looking at the He's a good he looking guy. When he won the Emmy for directing True Detective, and he yeah. went on stage with like two long braids, <laughs> I was like, "Wait,
2: what?
1: That Man, guy put, directed? Put that guy in front of the camera, <laughs> am I right?" Let's talk about a hypothetical James Bond movie starring <laughs> Carrie. Pukenawa. Yeah, starring
0: and directed. It's, by it's by gonna him, be. Though. It's gonna have a lot of like. um Really psychological,
1: pensive monologues. Long takes. Mm -hmm. So,
2: in theory, I think that this is incredible. However, they just fired Danny Boyle due to creative differences. So, how likely is it going to be that Kerry Fukunaga delivers the finished
1: product? Really? isn't he the first American that's been... Uh, yeah. That, I, think that's, I think that's way bigger news than the director and, himself. I'm kind of shocked they did he's that. he's young. Yeah. And this is definitely going to be the biggest thing yeah. he's ever made. Yeah, to be clear, I want to see this movie very badly. Yeah. I just am like... It'd be cool. It wouldn't be like, you know. I have,
3: I have two other picks for who would be great directors for a Bond. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie. Yes. That one's, one's yeah. kind of obvious yeah, almost because he uh, makes great action. Great action. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, I think that he just named him. ryan johnson i think that he would do it a killer you it know, would be I, very subversive i think it would yeah it would piss <laughs> yeah, people off yeah. by being I, good I, <laughs> I randomly
1: i watched i don't know why i watched the last jedi last night i'm just like yeah this is yeah give this guy all the work he wants yeah like, this is okay. a great movie i
0: i should have i I should uh texted this to you but yeah. ryan johnson just made a lcd sound system mm, um music music video. video really and it is amazing. it's incredible oh, man, what's yeah. it called It's uh, "Oh Baby." Did you listen to that LCD album? Uh, I don't
1: think so. Okay, I'll send you the link.
0: Any listeners out there? Check out "Oh Baby," uh, Ryan Johnson music (laughs) video. You'll probably have to bootleg it because it's a title exclusive right now.
1: But I don't. Yeah, I don't want to be a bummer. I'm just waiting for this fucking next James Bond movie to leave to. Come out so that uh, people make, can stop so, talking. So, about so that him. Daniel Craig can fucking bounce, and we can get someone new. Yeah. here. I'm kind of like, all right, let's just get Elba in there. Sure, yeah, get like an well, old. Did sexy you guys? James did you Ponsor. guys
0: know that um, Ryan Johnson is making a movie with Daniel Craig? No. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's gonna be a small little thriller Ooh, action yes. thriller. Star Wars
1: episode ten. Yes, that's it. No. I've heard about yeah. this. I just didn't know that Daniel Craig is yeah, done I, it. Yeah. I think it's called Knives Out. That's all we know cool. about it, but it's happening. Well, I just want I just want him to keep getting work because I like what he does. So yeah. keep at it, man. Yeah. He's good at everything. Anyway, Fukunaga, yeah, you know, um, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> all there is. Do. They, they really happen. just
2: need to get just a very straightforward. They need to get like a Ron Howard type. You know? <laughs> if they ever want this movie to actually come out, somebody will just go in there, and just do his job and leave. Oh, or even like man. you're That's talking about action directors. Another person who I thought of who also has a background in Mission Impossible
1: movies is Brad Bird. I feel like Brad I Bird still would be maintain good. Brad Bird should be doing, yeah, that's a great I think idea. that because yeah. he
2: could add a layer of, like, humor to it while also being, showing
0: yeah. that he can... Incredibles 2 is the best direct. James Bond movie yeah. that's come out. You're yeah, in a decade. yeah, it's a...
3: Your new, uh, your new James Bond, movie. new James Bond under Brad Bird is Craig T. Nelson. Oh, dude, T. Craig T. Nelson. He's, like, 90. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Samuel L. as Miss Money Penny. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on cuz we've been we've been almost stalling from talking about this but the Emmys happened. Yeah, uh, baby. They were... Let's
2: talk about the collective shrug that was this year's Emmys. Yeah, I didn't I mean,
3: watch it. Yeah, the, you <laughs> didn't need the broadcast I would say
1: sucked.
0: I, I Let's skip to the end. Game of Thrones winning best drama was the most like whatever. Hey, also, moment.
1: Game of Thrones season five winning best drama seven yeah. seven no, no five, oh, five? Also, yeah, was it five, five five also won didn't it? What, back in the
0: day? I'm so turned around. This was six
1: that just won right, right? seven. This I'm was talking seven. about like two like a few okay, years ago. Okay, sorry, okay. yeah just, yeah. Like this is a running thing. They keep getting these fucking okay. awards it's to just, Game of Thrones. So yeah. so
0: last year was Handmaids, and the year before that, Game of Thrones uh, won. Maybe. Yeah, I, look that I up. think it was. Either way. I that's, mean,
3: that's a big whatever. No one really was pulling super hard for them, I don't think.
0: Everyone was saying it would either be Americans or Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. And then it was
3: Game
2: of Thrones. And it's, it's like, like uh, after everything I've heard about this year's season of The Americans, is that it's like unbelievably good. Yeah. But, yeah. And Game of Thrones was just, eh, like, this was by far its weakest season, mm-hmm. and it's still won. I mean, this, I didn't even really care about this award show because I knew that the leftovers and twin peaks were going to get their proper recognition. So it was like, well, they're not even going to acknowledge the two best
1: shows that should be under this category. So who cares? I would have, I just didn't, I kind of forgot it was on, but I would have like, I would have enjoyed watching just kind of the pomp and circumstance. Uh, mm. that it was fun and enjoyable to watch, but it sounds like it wasn't. So I don't know if like it was yeah, great.
3: the the broadcast was weak. It, they were getting a lot of credit because they actually went faster than like the, say the Oscars. Yeah, the, the pacing
2: was a little better.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: but it's it was just still it's hard to make that not boring. I was
2: hoping that Michael Che and Colin Jost would do a good job too. They they the did. A I they weren't
3: flat. on stage often, and B when they were, they largely weren't super funny. Uh, che had like a fun little pre-tape bit that I liked where he mm. gave. Uh, retroactive Emmys to like famous black actors who yeah. just never had it shot back <laughs> in the day uh but overall it was just boring you know they had a the whole SNL crew produce this thing because they're it's their off season so Lauren made a deal where he was like well I have all these writers and producers so they all did it and it was pretty weak uh not that it, it's hard to make it good it's well, hard to make it my favorite
0: joke. my favorite moment of the whole show was Hannah Gatsby presenting best directing in a in a drama. Yeah, she did um, she was funny. Th- yeah, her little 2-minute bit was so funny and then that made me want to go and watch her special on Netflix which I hadn't caught. Nanette? And
1: yeah, if anyone has yet to see that, please watch it. Were there any performances or shows that you think uh, deserve the win?
3: Yes, or? uh John Mulaney won for best uh, yes. live comedy oh, yeah. performance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he deserved it yep. way more than Patton Oswalt did. That, I opinion. mean,
2: that is the best comedy Best stand up special that I've seen all year, like hands down. Yeah, it's really good. Um, does anybody care about Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I, I guess we should.
1: Okay. I guess we have to is watch a, is it. Now? that a Tim Burton movie like, what is this? What <laughs> yeah, like, is this thing? I think we're I we're know.
3: sexist <laughs> if we don't watch this. Well, no. Is that how it goes? no. So me me and Ernie watched the pilot a yeah, while back. It was we talked we talked about it. It was very good. It's very theatrical. It's written like a stage play where it's just very not just written but the costumes yeah, and the, the blocking sets. it's it's like a stage play that they shot almost uh, except on like on location obviously. And it was good. Uh and maybe we aren't giving it a fair shot because, you know, it. We love Atlanta and we love Barry. Yeah. Uh, but it it's almost swept, and I think that that's a bit Bay much. Awards. Did Barry not
1: win anything or?
3: No. Uh, uh, Bill, Bill Hader. Hader
2: and Henry Winkler both won. Yeah, good. which is good. That was <laughs> good. The, Henry Winkler yeah. won his first ever Emmy. Yeah, that's He's why been, he won for so long. But it, I mean, I think that he, he gave just it. an incredible.
3: Yeah. I I truly do not think he deserved that. I think that Brian Tyree Henry was twenty times better. Yeah. I don't think you can even argue that.
2: I. I I kind of I, I disagree that it was that drastic. I, for me, they're about dead even. I was going to be happy if either of the two of them.
3: Yeah, I mean, it honest. was just cool to see him. He was very happy. He's, yeah, he's, his speech The thing was, is, he's like great. never acting because he's just that way. Like, yeah. he <laughs> just is Henry Winkler.
1: Um, well, I want to be on record to say that Barry is a very good show. I'm glad that I'll bill Hader won his award i'm very yeah. well deserved yeah. i was I mean, thrilled. He won
0: it, he, yeah. I mean he won it for uh acting but cool. he also created and directed and wrote a bunch I, of it i mm.
1: agree with uh you about um uh, brian, brian, tyree, brian henry. tyree henry uh probably earning that more though i thought henry henley Winkler did a really good job yeah. I wasn't like oh this is the performance of the uh, yeah
3: he did a great her. job and it is cool sometimes you just you give a legacy I mean he's yep. he's been on yep. TV specifically like not movies he never he barely even got into movies he's just been a TV star like on mm-hmm. and off for 40 years so. the funny
1: thing is like you know considering where that season leaves off you know you could easily imagine him giving like a fucking knockout performance next season just mm-hmm. with kind of that grief or whoever knows how it's gonna go but that, I could see that being his that's winning that's season, actually true because next season
3: is going to get dark like like, yeah, definitely. Yeah,
2: no. So <laughs> one of my comedy, main things is I <laughs> knew that it was going that this was going to win. But the fact that the assassination of Gianni Versace actually won a lot of awards, too. I was very happy. With Darren that. Chris, I'm happy with that. Even writing, maybe. But there's no way that Ryan Murphy should have won best director over David Lynch. Like yeah. that is that is unfathomable. It's if you watch the episode that they put in <laughs> versus episode eight of Twin Peaks, which is one of the greatest directed things I've ever seen in my life, like that is highway robbery. You know, that is stupid. But but
0: David Lynch has never won one of these things. He's never
2: going to win an award, but it's still just like looking at it objectively. It's just like, that's... Stupid. Well, yeah. I've seen not, both of these see, shows that have been put in. I could not see no. David
0: Lynch going up and accepting an award. I but could also, pay money to watch. <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised
2: that's... to see Jesse that writing for a limited series was uh, the Black Mirror episode USS yeah, Callister. Yeah, it
0: won over Versace and American Vandal. Really, and Twin yeah. Peaks. And that, Twin Peaks. That's, that's, cool. that's a. Good it was a really good though. category,
2: but like that, I, I would probably say is like maybe like fourth on the list, like third oh, or fourth. Easily, yeah. Um
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, as far as Ms. Maisel goes, we you know we have to see the whole thing to give you an accurate judgment. My feeling, like my gut feeling, and I, I tweeted something about this, is that it's just like The Shape of Water, where it's very old school, very show busy. Uh, it's like it harkens back to the old days, which is, all these voters are old yeah. for the most part. And it also counts as progressive, because with Shape of Water, it was about fish sex. So they, they felt really good about that. And then with this, the show is genuinely very empowering to women, and it's... Uh, co-created by a woman, and that's a big deal. And so I, f- I feel like it was a way to be progressive while also giving an old-fashioned show uh, credit. You yeah, know?
0: And I don't want to be unfair, but this kind of reeks of lazy voting too. It seems like maybe a lot of people just went down the the ballot with this because Maisel winning over Teddy Perkins, like that's <laughs> hero hero <laughs> Mariah, that was that. That's his fucking award to win right there for, yeah. for directing that episode. Absolutely,
3: come on. Well, Atlanta is uh, going to scare most of the people voting for the Emmys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the it's general true. everything yeah. about that show is it's going to con- is going to confuse them and scare them by design. Yeah, but I'm sure plenty of people were very off put by that entire show in general. Specifically, the Teddy Perkins yeah. episode. Yeah, <laughs> they put
0: on that screener and they're like uh yeah uh, i'm just gonna turn this off <laughs> yeah, I, i've got nothing so okay. cross that one off yeah. and
1: uh I've, I've got nothing against miss mazel but y'all been describing a lot of silly choices that i don't really understand so, so i don't really do y'all want
2: to know. talk about a couple of the creative arts emmys uh rick sure. and morty won for animated show for the yeah, season good for them yeah. it's rick like one? Uh, <laughs> really yeah that was the one that they put in okay uh documentary uh wild wild country one which i'm happy with that yeah the the for Duplass, documentary uh Duplass Duplass brothers accepted yeah. it yeah i was really happy with that um Hey! Shout out to my guy Jonathan from Queer Eye. He is an Emmy Award winner. No, Jonathan that's, that's is in the, the whole show win. Yeah, the, the whole anime. show won, yeah. but then Jonathan won specifically for his performance. She is. He is that the makes best. sense because he's the one. He became performing a,
3: personally. He became a phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. like all over the. Internet. I mean,
2: I love that show in general, but I'm 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 happy to see that show get some recognition. Yeah. You
3: know what's interesting is that they did uh, pencil in American Vandal as a limited series. When huh. they do return, the yeah. Main... When it's not a limited, yeah. maybe they no.
2: maybe they thought that it had a better chance in the limited series well, category. Maybe Cause... it was
3: their
0: only, ex- like once it's at its second season, it just dis- it's disqualified from that category. So I don't know. I feel like the limited series category is kind of a mess. It's just kind of like this yeah, how do you miscellaneous. Do... It's kind of this, kind of this thing part. that's gotten know. rushed
2: together because of the, like all this like huge wave of limited series that we've got recently. Because before that, like, what was, like, 15 years ago, what was even in this
1: category? Oh, 15? Uh, Yeah. It's only been around the last couple of years. No,
2: exactly. No, but that's what I'm saying, is that, like, what even would have been
0: this category?
1: AMC had a a miniseries for The Prisoner back in, like, that. Oh, man, I remember The Prisoner. Yeah, so that's an actual miniseries. Yeah, but. but
0: it's, like, the nominees for that are so weird. It's, like, it's Versace, The Alienist, Genius Picasso, Godless, and Patrick Melrose. Uh d- I don't didn't know what those Godless are.
2: win something didn't uh Jeff, Jeff, Daniels, Jeff Daniels won Jeff Daniels won for acting. Okay. Yeah. And yeah.
0: then the girl I forget her name she won for um Merit Weaver. Uh, I, uh Godless is another show I that we started I wanted to finish watching yeah.
2: it. I watched the first two episodes but it's so goddamn slow. Yeah. And like I've it heard was heard it's great. I, it it was I mean I enjoyed the first two episodes. I thought they were good. It was just like it, I, so, I understand some shows are slow burns and everything else, but it was other shows where I could watch it and be like, objectively, yes, this is very good, but I had no desire to keep watching it. Like, it's not a bingeable show, in my opinion, whatsoever. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. Like,
2: whenever we're going to talk about BoJack and American Vandal, those are shows where the next episode starts up and you're like, yep, yep. here we go.
0: Oh, one one last thing about the Emmys is um, the... The hype for Americans was pretty big online because it's its final season. Everyone was saying is its best, and the uh, the fact that Matthew Reese won acting, and then he is i guess married or dating his co-star I carrie russell married right uh right. they were both up for the award and like yeah. they wanted to win together and then oh. she lost people are to <laughs> <Yeah>. Claire <laughs> Foy. yeah
1: a- yeah for the yeah. crown people yeah. are
3: so mad about that <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah i've only watched two seasons of the uh of uh, the americans how that. was it uh it's really good it's yeah. really solid it's a little uh it's been it's very understated very effective but I, I, carrie russell is better on that show than Matthew Reese. They're both phenomenal, but like she's, she lost. she's, she's I, doing I feel God's like, work. I, I mean. feel like
2: we're at the beginning of like a clairvoyance. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Put money down now. I'm ready. Foy- I'm ready. I'm investing in clairvoyance. Yeah. What are
3: you, a clairvoyant?
2: Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> she has the, <laughs> she has the gotta, sequel gotta to the uh, Girl, the, the Dragon <laughs> Tattoo coming out this year. She's oh, going to be geez. in First Man. Oh,
0: damn. She okay. was already in
2: Unsane this year. Like, 2018's coming out big for Claire Foy. That she was the main person in Unsane? I believe so. Huh. Let me... Interesting. All right. Any
0: Anything else about yep. the enemies?
1: Nah. All right. Let's... <laughs> fuck Game of <laughs> We wrench. can just go on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's move Man, on to stupid. a little album that came out this week. Cartoon or last week, show. actually. Uh, Room 25 by No Name. Mm-hmm. This is her second album, follow-up to um telephone telephone
3: yeah uh telephone is an album that i you know i talk about pretty much every chance i get Great album it's yeah just personally not from like a critical standpoint even though it is great critically but it's one of my top 10 all time just to listen to in general uh so this yeah this is her follow-up it's been two years um i'm i really like this album uh it didn't disappoint me i do not think it's as good because i think telephone might be perfect in my opinion yeah uh,
0: i don't think this is as good as telephone but at least she's trying to do something a little bit different with this i think she's definitely uh i mean i i I know her lyrics have always been very poetic and personal but i think with this with room 25 she gets even more poetic and more uh, personal really really opens up a
3: lot yeah she's a lot more pointed uh this album has more anger to it uh it's less of like a cozy blanket of an album it's Mm -hmm. more The beats also kind of reflect that. Some of them feel like they could be on telephone, but then you get a few that are very uh, energetic and like with strange percussion and frenetic.
0: Yeah, a little more experimental here.
3: Yeah, yeah. One thing I definitely love about
2: her is that, I mean, she sounds unlike anybody else who's making music right now. Like, that's one of the things that kind of first drew me to No Name was that, like, her flow and her voice is so unique. And it's not like whenever. Cardi B started to emerge on the scene. People started, like, tried to pit, like, her and Nicki Minaj against each other because they're like, there can only be one girl rapper that I listen to. (laughs) But, like, No Name is so different from them in that she is so poetic. she's so much better. But, yeah, well, I mean, she's more of, like, a true poet in that sense. Like, she isn't about making singles that are going to play on the radio or anything like that. Like, nothing that No Name has ever produced has ever struck me as... This is gonna be a hit. This is gonna be a banger. Yeah, like that's just not. not her kind of music. Yeah, she's
3: just playing a different game than those um, others.
2: I really love the song "Self," the first song in the mm-hmm. album. I think that's great. Uh, also, I wanted to look up what the name of the song was. Don't forget about Don't forget me about me. Yeah, is, is, a, is a heartbreaking, great, great
0: song. Heartbreaking song. Mm. Every time I listen to that, like my heart just sinks a little bit. Just thinking this poor girl is just like really like kind of bleeding all over this album like really really raw and honest and personal
3: yeah there's there's more emotion on this album definitely yeah um it's another good thing that she does and continues to do with this one is she gives spots to all of her chicago like rapper Mm. friends that you don't hear really anywhere else saba has kind of made a, a bit of a name for himself uh felix who also raps but he produced the entirety of telephone he produced most of this album as well um and did a great job and, and then guy's like smino there's a couple new people on this album too but they're yeah, all it, chicago it's
2: it's really cool because it's kind of like how what chance did for her on acid rap with uh putting her in um lost yeah which yeah. at that point she was still going by no name gypsy those mm-hmm. before she even dropped the gypsy her name she, just went by she straight no name. the
0: refrain in that yeah then? and she, she has, has a has verse in it yeah, okay. yeah she has yeah, a verse yeah, in that song too that. yeah
2: and yeah i mean that's really cool like i appreciate that like Rappers, I wouldn't say that No Name, it's not like she's like made it, made it, but the fact that she is so commercially successful and she is giving light to these very small, unknown artists as opposed to, like at this point, No Name, she could bring in big names if she wanted to into her album, but I I appreciate she doesn't do that. They all
3: fit as well. It's never Mm. like you're hearing a verse from a guy and you're like, get the fuck off the track, because that does (laughs) happen sometimes with people who bring in like smaller artists. It's like, okay, this guy's like Little League. These guys are all good. Um, and this album, I think, I think it's, is a little bit less cohesive than Telephone. Uh, Telephone had the thing I always look for cause it's the hardest to do where every song sounds different, but they fit under the exact same umbrella. Um, it's, it's a really weird balance to make. And this is still a cohesive album and it still is a totally a no name album. Like there's no, you know, other artists creeping in there or anything, but it feels some songs feel like they could be on a totally different project from other songs on this. Um, which is, that's really a very slight knock. Like, this is still yeah. my favorite album that I've heard in months. So I
2: do like that it is only 34 minutes, though. I I like this kind of uh, wave of hip-hop albums that we've been getting
3: that are very short. a little bit shorter. There's yeah, no filler that. or
2: anything on there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it makes it a lot more digestible. A lot of, um, lot of
3: quick songs on this.
2: Yeah, great. I mean, I would also listen to an hour and 20 long minute No Name album, too. But I, I, just, I like that it is... I didn't really ever find it to be like not non-cohesive, just because it is so short and digestible. I uh, I
0: really enjoy this album. I've been listening to Brockhampton a lot this week, so I haven't taken too much of a dive on this. But I've been kind of struggling with a lot of albums this year, where I only pick up like a couple songs in the album that I really like, and I mm. don't get the full album experience. That was me um, in
3: high school. I used to be like, honestly, most albums are trash. It's all about like the best songs. Yeah, oh. but I I'm just and then even even that, like,
0: for example, the Jack White album that came out earlier this year, Ooh. even the songs that I really like from that album have kind of worn on me at this point. And yep. I can't like really re listen to them as much. Even though it's it's still a really good album, it's not as replayable. So with with No Name here with Room Twenty Five, like I I really like window and don't forget about me and even regal. I love exploitation. The yeah, beat in that
2: song is great. Yeah.
0: But nothing here stands out like yesterday. Like there's no yesterday on this mm-hmm. album. As far as I can tell. Ace, Ace, maybe like that's a solid song, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's really well made. It's really good. I, I, I think that I really appreciate her doing something a little bit more experimental, a little different here. Um, I just dude, that Brockhampton album came out and that's taken all of my <laughs> yeah. attention. We're gonna right talk now. about
3: that next week. Uh yeah. So just shut, a, shut the just, hell up and just, <laughs> just a sneak
0: peek. It's really fucking good. It's a little it's a it's to to your point, Hunter, about like enjoying the fact that a lot of albums have been short this year, totally agree with that. And I think the new Brockhampton album kind of suffers from not being that it's yeah. an hour long. So it's not like it's bloated because an hour long album is a totally common thing. But it's like this year we've just been used to really short albums that it's like it kind of.
2: All the Kanye records like spoiled us with like 22 minute long run times for an
0: album. Also, Kanye's apparently coming out with even more music before the year ends. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah, Yeah. I yeah, apparently yeah. there's a There's another There's like it. a
3: Yandy thing Coming oh, out Oh yeah, this? Yeah, there's a Yeezus sequel There's a Chance project Sitting yeah. on some hard drive There's a bunch of shit On hard drives That are like Somewhere like In the South Pacific He's or... gonna scrap <laughs> He's gonna scrap them And start from scratch His Chance album is He's gonna cut all Of Chance's lyrics Yeah and Just make it him <laughs> Yeah um, But yeah Cool We'll get more into Brockhampton next week um, Any last thoughts On
2: this album I need to give it more of a listen to uh, to really dive into it to see if it'll make my cut
3: for the albums of the year. Oh, it's but... it's making my cut. I'll tell you that. Mm. Um, I think it's incredibly solid. It's a great follow up. It's not. It's definitely. I would not call it a sophomore slump, which is good. Yeah, good. I I don't think it is. No. I
0: think it's definitely um, noteworthy that she is trying to evolve and that she's digging deeper into these more complex themes and not just trying to make like a fun happy kind of pop leaning album and that she yeah. wants to get a little bit more political mm. a little bit more serious and you know really try to kind of push what her music is about yeah. mm-hmm. uh all right you guys want to take a break yeah no well <laughs> i guess we're here until we die then i mean <laughs> take a break and we'll be right back
2: Channel I that cable. Wait, what were you watching? Uh, some Ultimate, trust me. And, uh, change the channel. So, that channel surfing around, passed by the alienist, <laughs> pass by, uh, Netflix.com slash TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I just decided to call Spider-Man instead. Oh.
1: I it. yeah. I was, there was a joke in
2: there somewhere, but it's, it's.
1: I think the joke is that we keep talking about the fucking aliens. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I love that Dude, show. the alienness was Emmy it. nominated. Is, is, it, is this a real show? No. Emmy okay? nominated. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know.
3: It's like when we talked about Halt and Catch Fire every week.
1: People <laughs> like, like, were like,
2: that's not a real show. You can't prove that it's was, real. That
3: was a lot of people's introduction to us. <laughs>
2: yeah. it's, we probably should have picked a better show to have our introduction for people to listen to.
3: It's our niche
0: thing. Like, people, they, they try to hunt for a, a Halt pod. Yeah. And yeah. they like, search
2: <laughs> everywhere and they're like, nobody talks about this we show. We were three of the six people that watched that
1: show. Exactly. So you, you should have like fit in like a fake show. Like, this is Blackstone Rising and it's on, you know... We uh, actually a&A. Yeah, we should we, <laughs> There's still time to do that You could, you could I'm no just gonna talking about go. fake shows
0: <laughs> Are any of the shows we're talking about today fake? Are any of them real? Freaking fake S- news, am
1: I right, man? Got a lot of feelings about S- Succession but <clears throat> yeah. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll, well,
0: so We're going to talk about three shows And we're going to get very in-depth into them um, Any preference as to which one? Um, let's start with BoJack Okay, BoJack season five good show just dropped (laughs) i finished it last night i have thoughts okay i have thoughts guys give me one thought so let's kind of go around and give our overall thoughts and then let's do a little spoiler section so if you want to if you want to skip to the other two shows we're going to talk about we're going to talk about american vandal and succession so you can just skip to that we're going to do no spoilers spoilers for each one so no spoilers for bojack i think this is the best season of the show.
1: I agree. I do not.
0: I th- I think that throughout the show, there have been some standout episodes like the underwater one mm-hmm. or um, even the one where um, in, at the end of season four where it's like his mom's perspective of her dementia. Times I zero. think that's a, that's a standout episode. But I think season five is the most like kind of ambitious and – just overall successful,
2: cohesive story that the show has ever done. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I I completely, 100% agree with you. Um, I, the first, I should say the first season of BoJack, I liked. Second season, I really enjoyed. Third season kind of took a dip in quality for me. Um, I thought that it meandered a little bit too much. And one thing that I think early on the show kind of struggled with, at least for me personally, was... Both having the A stories and the B stories uh, work together to advance the characters in an interesting way, and I think that season four and season five were when everything came together. It seemed like these people were actually progressing as characters, not in a positive way or in a negative way. It just kind of it furthered the evolution yeah. of what we know about these characters in a more interesting way, um, and I love. How this show constantly subverts my expectation of maybe now everybody will be good people. <laughs> and it turns out well, they're not. We're well. all full of shit. Spoilers for uh, American Bad Girls. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I kind of like that it's not a show that is ever trying to have you personally relate to these characters. It's not a show that there's a good guy in it because there are no real good guys and bad guys we just are who we are and we're trying to do the best that we can. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I, for some reason I remember starting kind of low on BoJack, uh, but I think it is uh, one of the most consistent shows out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't noticed like a super big dip uh, over time. It it has become Netflix's most acclaimed show. Uh, I think it deserves, deserves it. it. I think I it gonna, is. Yeah. The yeah best and it does. It's the best yeah. Netflix show. And it's, yeah, the consistency is amazing because there I you know, there are a couple issues I've always had with the show and they remain the same, but there are a lot of things going for this show that no other show really has. Um with a show like Nathan for You, I I talked about how it's so good because there are four different sources of comedy and this is a show that has the same deal going on where you're getting low comedy of animal jokes and all that. And then you're getting like high comedy and you're getting like actua- heavy
2: alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I love yeah. There's
3: there are a lot of word jokes, a lot of like writer heavy jokes. And then you get like genuine character drama. Um, And there's a showbiz parody in there. And then there's a self-aware television show in there. Mm-hmm. So you're getting all these different sources thrown at you and that makes it a really original show, if anything. Uh, And yeah, I really enjoyed the season. I thought it was really solid. I don't, Know why I didn't like the show more in the first place? Honestly, I'd have to rewatch the beginning, but I I love this.
0: Season. Overall, you you think it's like more on the good than great side?
3: I think it was. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I didn't like about it. There are certain. No. Is it because times... it's a cartoon? No, I you <laughs> the
1: shut first, the hell <laughs> up. The first, you know up. There was the one who made the pitch to uh, make a live action I, I Avatar: know. The Last Airbender <laughs> yeah. show. I don't want to. The first few episodes of BoJack are not good. Like, yeah, no, yeah that's not. why it starts out. Yeah. It starts out. Slow. Maybe that's Bad. what I'm remembering. Yeah, I just haven't seen that's it in so that. long. Well, that's probably it for me. You know that classic Harry Sayre hyperbole, but no, this this is easily the best Netflix show, and it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Like I really, yeah. really like it. It's been a just. It's been my favorite show year in year out, or every two years with their schedule. But this season, it's very interesting. I find the season super, super interesting because I don't think it's their best. But what I in, so basically, I think what makes the show so strong is that it's very honest about some pretty broken people. Brutally. And, you know, I don't want to get into spoilers, but a big part of what this season was, was dealing with, uh, you know, relapse or failure to break out certain patterns. And while, you know, while episode per episode, that's some of the best stuff they've ever done, ultimately, you know, from like a narrative standpoint, you're watching characters regress or stay in place, and that's not incredibly satisfying to watch. It's it's a problem that Mad Men had in later seasons. Mm. So I can watch each episode thinking this is some of the best that they've ever done. Like they're on the top of their game. They know what they're doing. They're just being very creative, being very inventive. But ultimately, where that season ends, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of narrative progression. And there really shouldn't be if this is being an honest show about a broken person. Mm-hmm. But it, it left me with a bit of like a... Uns- not like an incredibly unsatisfied feeling, but like just a little bit of like a little bit of hollowness on the edges. I'm
2: curious, so, what is your favorite yeah. season?
1: Uh, uh, three or four. I think th- three is just as good as two or four. I just I think three three was just when it was like just. You know, we, we, can we talk spoilers for prior seasons, or is that? Not yeah, there? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that was the season where BoJack was just burning every bridge he could find. And well, then... yeah,
0: that's when he goes on the drug bender. Yeah, the drug with, bender. Yeah, with, uh, uh, Sarah director. Lynn. Yeah, yeah Sarah, that yeah. I thought all of that to kind of all, everything that finishes out yeah. that season mm. is so brilliant yeah. because you really get a
1: sense as to how self-destructive this guy is yeah. to the people around him and, and then season four is doing a lot with you know how family can yeah. warp you and break you and then you know I agree this I think some of the uh, kind of the side plots weren't as strong in season four but I think the main central thing with Bojack was incredible I think it ended on you know a moment of hope and yeah. then season five was like the fir- well, that was a nice moment but you exactly know. the last
0: ep- the yeah. last kind of moments of
1: season four you're like mm-hmm. you,
0: for the first time you feel like maybe you're getting a happy
1: yeah. And then season five is basically saying, well, this is a man with serious, serious problems. Ooh. And people, you know, they're, they're it's honest and it's true is that people don't improve that fast or that well. And it's a very honest thing. But in the terms of like a TV show where, you know, we're wired to expect some kind of narrative progression, we didn't get that. Now, I know that's a fair criticism. But that's just how I felt. Well, at, I think what so, makes what makes yeah.
0: season five so good is that the show has been so consistently great mm-hmm. that it needed to do something to kind of it, even though it was at such a high bar a high level mm-hmm. it needed to do something to kind of break its own monotony mm-hmm. even though that's like a monotony of excellence kind of hard yeah. to describe but well, like no, when I a show think. when a show is just like really secure in what it's doing, it can kind of start to become a little bit uh safe what yeah. it's doing and, uh, and 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 what happens here what, what he does here what they do with this season is that they kind of go even more meta and they they a they,
1: super uh, creative season yeah they yeah. they
0: they find a way to tell a story about the show itself because bojack is working on a show that is really kind of an exaggerated version of mm. the show we're watching So it's this really reflexive way of kind of analyzing itself. Mm
2: -hmm. And I want to get into like favorite episodes and stuff like that where we're getting to the spoiler section. But Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the reasons I really like this show is it kind of tied into, um, without getting into spoilers for an episode-specific thing, a long monologue that BoJack gives where he kind of compares TV to real life Mm -hmm. and saying you can't always have a happy ending because that's not how life is. It's just the show goes on and then... One day it doesn't, and you die, and that's <laughs> and Fun that's kind show. of how it is with this show. Though is that like, it felt like season four was when everybody in their life has good moments and bad moments. Season four, we were getting a glimpse into the good moments of Bojack's life, and season five was a regression back to. What is we've as we've come to know
3: the norm?
1: Yeah, I, I think season five definitely had the strongest uh plots for you know the other characters besides Bojack. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. that yeah, that yeah, was yeah.
3: one of my favorite things about this yeah. season is it gives a lot of time to other people and for a while, it, like BoJack is not. the star Yeah, BoJack of the show isn't, and
1: no. BoJack is
2: hardly in yeah. entire and episodes. I don't mean just
1: like Princess Carolyn because she's she's been serviced well in past seasons. Yeah, with Diane uh, and Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah, you know, and those mm-hmm. two in particular, I think this it was very much their show yeah, for a lot of it's.
3: It. It's a weird thing because this show one of the strongest things it has going for it is that it can be so daring with how it tells its stories like there's an episode this season that's told from the perspective of people talking about the characters yeah. I yeah. Love that's yeah. such a good scene and, and there's yeah. one episode that is just one you a character giving a eulogy like mm-hmm. it, the show goes all over the place there's an underwater episode no dialogue it's done so many creative things in that field but the arc of every season is similar And that weirds Mm -hmm. me out, because it's like any episode, you have no idea what you're going to get. But you do know, at the end of the season, shit's going to happen. But You just kind of know.
2: And also, I like that from season to season, particularly in the last three seasons or so, Mm there has been a main theme and message that the whole season has been pushing towards. Season four, most notably, was all about parenthood, and all the different sides of it, from the child, from the mother, from somebody who's an aspiring mother, and... I think that that kind of shed light on this one topic. And then this season, I, I don't really want to get into specifics of different kind of things that happen until we talk episode to episode. But I really think that the themes of this season rang more true than any other season in the past, particularly true. for being a show about Hollywood and the yeah, destructive. Exactly. Of true.
0: It uh, true to like the, the, current climate yeah. of like current events oh, yeah. which is interesting yeah. because all of this uh all this stuff with like the all of the me too sort of ties mm-hmm. they apparently I don't know how true this is but I read uh, an interview with uh, Raphael Bob um Wagberg Wagberg he said that they started to break the story for the season before the Weinstein New York Times story came out well, okay. So
2: especially whenever you think about an episode that focuses on male feminism yeah. and else <laughs> like that But <laughs> if you if you think back,
0: there was there wasn't there like the hippopotamus character uh, yep. yeah, wh- what was that three? three? Yeah, yeah So uh, that character mm-hmm. was basically like a Bill Cosby sort of guy mm-hmm. um, you know this this powerful Hollywood abusive male figure you know, two, three years ago before this sort of became kind of this mainstream movement. So the show has always been kind of poignant about uh, pointing out all of these really toxic things about Hollywood. So and now that society it's...
2: in general missed the whole puppet uh, government figure with Mr. Pampa rank for governor. last <laughs> Yeah. Year and yeah.
1: yeah. With the election. Like yeah. Oh my God. All yeah. of that was great. It's I always, it's always on the pulse one way or the other.
3: Yeah. It's, I think it's such a good show because like there are all these different sources of entertainment and there are about 50 shows right now that are about showbiz about the TV industry Mm -hmm. and they kind of skewer them or whatever. This is easily the best one of those. Oh yeah. And then all of those LA shows. And then there are a whole bunch of self-aware cartoon comedies. This is right up there with the best of those. There are a whole bunch of, uh, sort of comedies that get very dramatic and this is one of the best of those yeah so it's up there in every single category that it tries to be
1: one of the things that kind of rang a little hollow to me during it was kind of the um and i don't know if this is just people i understand people's uh, interpretation of it but basically how the uh, the netflix stuff about the uh filbert and the anti-hero uh (laughs) thing and diane kind of sums up later she's like if this is just a tv show about a really shitty person that we all get to watch to feel better about ourselves i don't want to be part of that now you know that's that's like aimed at every third netflix show but yeah. like i never really, I never really saw it like as a critique of bojack itself because i never kind of looked at it as a show where you like i think that's what that show's power comes from is being able to relate to at least one character's mistakes or yeah imperfect well and that's you
3: know? why the show is so good because it, it floats around with like mm-hmm. different characters and that's why you don't get I mean at least this season I didn't get sick of Bojack because we, we didn't see him that much yeah, because no. if we do see there have been a couple seasons where I was like I, I'm, I've had enough of him yeah, and, okay, I, yeah. As, and my only like I think this is like a 9 out of 10 season of TV mm-hmm. I think my only critique is something happens in ep 8 where you know shit f- starts going down now I just kind of looked at my watch I was like oh is it episode 8 already like yeah. just, <laughs> you know you just know it's gonna happen and that's fine because the whole rest of the show is very unpredictable yeah mm-hmm. um But, yeah, it's just – it's kind of funny to me. Like, I've never seen a show so, so creative that is one thing that is predictable.
0: But that's kind of – that's just structure. You know, you got to structure your story. It's the basic idea of having conflict lead to a climax and resolution. Yeah, what I'm
3: saying is that they do away with that on an episode-to-episode basis. Right, right, right. And then they – but they still have that. That's not a huge knock at all. Like, it really isn't. I I think just the fact that
0: it is on Netflix – And it is so readily bingeable with the short episode length that... That kind of really, really works for me because I oh, yeah. I consumed this season in kind of just two sittings. Mm. I watched one Same. half one day and then the other half the other day. Mm. So it just really worked to be able to kind of experience the whole story in a really condensed fashion just because of the way it, it, it's structured.
1: It's, it's just an interesting season for me where each episode by episode, it's incredibly daring and clever and creative. But then uh, at least for me, just the broader strokes of where the characters went, mostly Jack. Uh, I actually really liked what the did. Mr. Peanut Butter, but from Bojack, it just you know it, it purposefully was reminiscent of things that have happened in other seasons, mm-hmm. and it just left a very interesting kind of impression on me after it ended. You know,
3: yeah. Another another thing I think about uh, this season in particular is that it had some of the strongest jokes uh, I've seen in any TV show. Yeah, ever. <laughs> like it was jokes that kind of harkened back to like like when you read about like radio jokes where it's just all based on the word play and mm-hmm. uh, and. But that's the whole show. That's not just the season. Yeah, that's yeah so I know. Have, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying this. they were so strong this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so strong. It, they've always had great writing, um, and it's a w- just well-produced show all around. But there's
0: there's I, one that I can think of that really stood out to me. I, it was one of the last couple episodes, but mm-hmm. it was uh, the joke about... Jessica Chastain just takes every role that Amy Adams says no to. Yeah. And then uh, Bryce
1: Dallas Howard.
2: Bryce Dallas Howard, Howard takes every role job. that Jessica Chastain yeah. says no to. Yeah.
3: The showbiz jokes are absolutely yeah. killer. One of my favorite things in the whole show that's back comes from like season one is that there's mm-hmm. a character named Amario Lopez type. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the, um, the hilarious the Ryan Seacrest the, uh, type too. When
1: the, the 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 telling of the story between the the therapist and the uh, yeah. the mediator, mm-hmm. and then you see the um the showrunner who's the dolphin, and on the walls, it just says, like, eek or dolphin <laughs> noise. <dolphin> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um,
2: so a couple it? underrated uh, MVPs of this season. One, I really wanted to shout out Gina. Yeah, I thought Gina that was, was, was incredible. She like, stole it. As a new character being introduced in the fifth season of the story, I thought that her whole arc that she had with Bojack was incredible She's as the co-star from, of the show. Um, from Broken Brooklyn 9, 9. 9. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Um And also... Just shout out to Jessica Beale for playing herself. I
1: can't believe she's she there. She played he herself. Yeah. And she makes
2: fun of herself so goddamn she much. She sets herself
1: aflame she's, every time.
2: And it's incredible. <laughs> like, I, so many people in Hollywood are so up their own ass that they would never do a show like this. Right. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she's so willing to laugh at herself mm-hmm. and talk about. Like, there's uh, uh an episode. Um, the party it's episode. The, the or... yeah, yeah, it's a Halloween party episode. Yeah, yeah, In which it's 2004, and she's just like, "Oh yeah, that's the worst mistake that I have made in my life up to this point." in 2004. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's, yeah. We... It's so great. Like nobody else would actually or even do in that. season
0: four, the episode where the house crashes around yeah, yeah. like and they're all <laughs> <people>. <laughs> <She's... Yeah. laughs>
2: fire is our god now. Yeah, should we? Uh, should
1: we get into spoilers? Or yeah, yeah. Like yeah. All right, spoilers for BoJack season five. Let's do it right now. I'm curious about a rehab season, or I'm curious about them skipping past a rehab season. I don't know. Yeah, I want to see. It'll probably what...
0: be like a two or three episode arc. It could. I don't.
1: You sure? That could go.
3: I don't think they'll do a whole season. It, I, I mean, they kind of could though, because they have they've lifted all these side characters up so much that it's no longer about their relationship with BoJack. Yeah. So theoretically, they could have him just separated from all of them. Twelve episodes. That would be for maybe that would be interesting. Yeah, to watch. maybe for half a year. I, I would... don't
2: know. I mean, especially because not that we had a rehab season or a rehab moment or anything like that in between season four and season five, but we saw him like trying to make himself better. Yeah. And I love at the beginning of the season, we see the vodka bottle that has yeah. like Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, and then like a couple episodes later as each vodka bottle labeled differently. Like he can't <laughs> even control his tendencies that he leaves for himself. Um, th- I didn't, I thought that this was actually like as hilarious as the show is. I thought that this was a season of it that really focused a lot more on the dramatic side of it all and the story as opposed to previous seasons. seasons. But, But, I mean, yeah, I mean, everything with Princess Carolyn trying to adopt a child. Well,
0: that's, I mean, yes, but I think that's what, Drew, you were trying to get at earlier, that each season kind of culminates in the dramatic thing. So you have, in two, you have the... Him going to New Mexico and trying to rekindle his relationship Woof. with that Woof. with uh, um,
3: <laughs> Olivia Wilde, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. after that, the show remained pretty dark, it's kind of hard to get like, out of Like, it was a little that, more lighthearted lo- before that, and I'm past that, I point. love how it, that comes back. Yeah, I was, faunt, Rojas. I I was really wondering,
2: yeah. like, it felt like it was such a loose thread that was out there that this huge thing that needed to be tugged on from like that is th- and this. The show's story been like a couple years ago at this point, and as soon as we had the whole male feminist episode, which yeah. the entire episode is great, yeah. but the whole time I was just sitting there thinking, like, oh yeah, what about the time that you and like basically <laughs> almost statutory raped a girl? <laughs> and it like,
1: felt to uh, me like I felt like the writers were like, you know, if we we're going to actually tackle like this character trying to improve himself, or also just deal with like the me too man, you, we cannot leave this out in the ether. We have to address this. Right, and just, it, it felt worked, it felt so it worked like, really well, correct, yeah,
3: and yeah. it it helped avoid there's a big movement now where you see tweets that are like if you're dating a guy and his favorite character is walter white rick from (laughs) rick and morty the little kid from catcher in the rye run (laughs) (laughs) um get out which i think that's a stupid thing because that kind of disqualifies all of anti-hero tv from being anyone's favorite tv show which was like a decade of tv every show was that way yeah um still going on well but what it was doing is it's avoiding the thing of people being like oh i love bojack because like he just gets fucked up like they don't want people to like him for the wrong reason. Like, if you mm. like, if you idolize, like, Jordan Belfort, you suck. Yeah. Like, if you like that movie, you don't suck. The, but if you're like, man, that guy is a badass, then you suck. Yeah. You know?
1: But Bojack, if there's, I wouldn't even call Bojack Horseman that likable, but, like, I would say if anything it does make him is that he's, you know, trying to not be such a oh shipboard. yeah, you know, That's the only thing that's got really going for him. But I
2: did yeah. like how it kind of tied together at the end of the season where he's just like, I want Philbert to be a show where people can see themselves and their own flaws in. Yeah. And Diane is just like, no, no. that's not at all no. what this is supposed to be. Yeah. You're not supposed oh. to sympathize with this character. Uh, another yeah.
3: big shout out this year is Remy Malik. Oh yeah, yes. dude, <laughs> Remy Malik is <was> great. <laughs> really when he was he in season like four,
2: this. I was I like, oh <laughs> man, this guy has to be a yeah. continuous <laughs> he <was> character.
1: <laughs> he was playing it like very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I loved yeah, it. The, he the sh- killed it. The show's gotten more kind of complex than that. It's also showing at this point, like in very different ways, but very valid ones. Mister Peanut Butter sucks just as hard yeah. as Bojack. Yeah, I love that like, they he's did that so immature. I yeah. think
0: that that may have been a little bit of a tough. Character to crack. I think mm-hmm. that may have been a little bit of a challenge more of a for that. comedy thing. He's yeah.
1: like, I'm just the nice asshole compared to Bojack's grumpiness. Yeah, and now they're getting into And it. I, like, I date all mean. these young girls, and then they grow
3: up and they realize that I'm but just both, a kid. Yeah. It was, and, that was amazing. Both yeah. him and Todd were uh-huh. originally
2: like the pure comedic relief characters. Yeah. Was all they oh, had. And, and
3: this season, we get into Todd's asexuality. It's which really I love the episode yeah. where he goes to her <laughs> oh, yeah. house with
0: the over-sexualized family. You have to use your penis. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, when I was
3: talking about a self-aware show that is perfect self-aware TV yeah, yeah like that that could be in like a community so, or any of those shows. do you guys
2: have favorite and least favorite episodes the, my favorite the funeral yeah the funeral, the funeral. The it's, it's, it's the best yeah that's the like, eulogy and the thing that was great about that show was it took me like eight to ten minutes before i realized what yeah. was happening i like hovered over and i saw no, i was like We're I saw, halfway no 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 yeah i got to that point where i was just like this has been going on for a while now and then i like looked and i was like Oh my God, we're there. This is the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, I got so yeah, excited. Yeah. No, the- and one thing, th- oh, sorry, I no, may no, cut no. you off, but one mm. thing that I loved was the episode before that. Was um, the therapist episode, I believe, mm-hmm. and they'd make a joke about just like this is a visual medium. And you can't just solve all your problems with fancy with fancy writing. And then yeah. the next episode was just fancy <laughs> writing really and nothing funny. visual about it.
1: The funny thing, to me, I was reading an AV Club review about it because uh, I like them, and they were just talking about how like you know I, I don't think the show is gonna like explore like I don't think this show is gonna end with like a happy or a sad ending for for BoJack or any of it because I don't think the show's interested in telling that kind of story. You know, it, it just doesn't seem like something that they're interested in kind of like condensing and qualifying. Like this is going to have like a happier, sad kind of conclusion. Yeah. I think
3: it'll just end with like the end of any season where like, like the season where he's going for a run in the monkey. It tells him, yeah. he, it'll be like that type of thing where it's just like, yep, it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you guys, what's, what's the most
1: devastating moment in the season for y'all? Uh, that's rough. For um, me, it's the whole episode with Holly Hawk where he brings her back and uh, just that whole
2: episode. is So it's just between that episode yeah. and just, the whole thing with Diane and P- Mr. Peanut Butter of Diane kind of trying to do this whole thing, like preaching about being a good person, and yeah. then she caves in and like has an affair with Mr. Peanut Butter, like just that whole thing about it, it was just that was whenever it really highlighted like Oh, there is nobody good in this show. Like, no. there are no good guys and bad guys. It's exactly like she said. There is no good and there is yeah. no bad. I You're mean, just the, are you are
0: who you are. the yeah. end of that of that episode, the Hollyhock episode, when he just drives into traffic, yeah. I was like, oh, of course. This yep. is who this guy is. Yeah. Like, he wants these drugs so badly that he's just willing to fucking drive into
1: traffic. Yeah, for them. no. And I mean, it really like just that that season that episode just takes all of like any possible joy and hope you got from the Hollyhock relationship and you just watch him burn yeah, it yeah because you're thinking like, or
0: at least or at least one thing that I was thinking during that episode is why don't we ever and this, uh, this is something that I was talking to Lee about too is like mm-hmm. why don't we ever see them just enjoy each other's company these characters we never see them just have fun like that's never an arc of them just having a good time and then the one episode that his sister is supposed to be visiting and enjoying yeah. his company they
3: completely he's tweaking he yeah shit, they do yeah. everything but yeah um that is that is true you don't there's always something going on but not, one of the things i love about this show on the other hand is because they kind of break the structure of like there has to be a whole plot per episode or whatever Sometimes there will be an episode that's all plot and like just things happening and no Mm -hmm. conversation. And then you get like the one at the premiere of uh, Philbert where it just pauses all the action and there's a five minute conversation between him and Diane and it was great you really like genuinely it's you can't take that for granted in like a 30 minute comedy show you never get just like a
1: whole break Mm -hmm. in all the action just a talk at this point that the 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 writers and the creators are just so very confident and assured in what they do you know it's just they're at the top of their game and like they're just hitting every home run they want you know i i sound more down on the season than you guys would think but it's still like easily the best thing i've seen this year Did you have
0: really high expectations no no i just
1: i just for me it's just you know i think that just the inherent like where bojek's and mr peanut butter's characters went is just like a slightly unsatisfying thing which is like yeah people often repeat bad decisions and Mm. we've seen it before but like each episode like the creators and the writers and people making each episode is like the best they've ever been so Yeah. yeah yeah uh
3: like, we, you know, obviously the, the showstopper and the thing everyone talks about is the drama, but there's so much good comedy really this good. season. <laughs> so much. Well, wow. I
2: mean, and the drama really comes ahead in the Philbert episode when Bojack is just really going off the rails and just like. The one totally where you can't, you can't tell the, the, what reality That one's really yeah. hard to watch. Yeah, that yeah. one is. It's just. It's so good, though. It's, yeah, it's unlike anything else. It's yeah.
1: My, my brother pointed out, he was texting me once. He's like, Isn't it so weird that, like, the most human and honest show on TV has got a talking dog and a horse? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it is weird. No, I mean, that's,
2: that's true, though. Um, I also wanted to say I love the second episode of the season, the oh, Diane, Diane. Yeah. uh, Vietnam episode. I thought that was really great for her character just to give her an entire arc. And this whole, like, uh, <laughs> website that she's working for White time girl cruise yeah she's looking for girl yeah. cruise yeah yeah <laughs> like, like just this whole 10 reasons to go visit yeah. Vietnam and everything but the way that they turn that into an entire story arc about her kind of finding herself I thought that was really creative yeah and they've been talking about how
0: like I've, I've, I saw a piece on the ringer I think about how um, it's a it's a thing that they acknowledge that the character was played by Alison Brie who's very white yeah. And so they wanted to kind of give that character a little bit more of a spotlight because and kind of shine a light on the cultural aspects of the character. Yeah, that's a
1: really interesting interview. If you've all read it, it's like a yeah, I yeah. just like that they're thinking about that. And at least trying to address it. Now. Yeah. They,
3: they decided to replace her with Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> for the next season. Uh, that's
1: right. It's the ScarJo. Effect. There were
3: a couple other things I wanted to
0: shout out. Um the episode the Bobo the angsty zebra episode. Yes.
3: With the, that's oh, just shout good. out to Wanda so Sykes she's really good it's it, just so good. it's just creative storytelling mm-hmm. yeah like what an idea yeah to get approved <laughs> it's amazing ang- yeah with Todd like as a hand and he's yeah. he's writing on the whiteboard and he erases what he wrote with his own yeah <laughs> <hand-head. laughs> one of the yeah one of the best things about the show is easily the sight gags um, it's incredible if you like jokes it has every type conceivable type of joke that there is in yeah. the show and
1: there's so many the the yeah.
2: popsicle uh guys yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> that a- that was just a stupid <laughs> like a, a
3: stupid one off character and they made him look like, you never think about, yeah. hey, I wonder what the guy looks like who writes Popsicle jokes. But then he shows up and you're like, oh, that guy writes then, Popsicle um, jokes. Who,
1: who vo- uh, Richard Lewis voiced one of them, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Richard Lewis got um, it Um
3: Yeah, they're just throwaway gags in this show. They're at, they're at a house party and there's, a, like, a giant Jenga and there's a woodpecker pecking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, stupid things that you just oh, don't. The, yeah, or- the background things, like, during transitions that
0: you... The blinking you'll miss type yeah. stuff. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So or there's
2: uh, one of the scenes when they're in that uh, Italian restaurant where they always go to, and it's after a race, and you see a couple of hares, like, sitting there, like, yes. drinking a beer <laughs> at the bar, looking sad, and there's three tortoises in the background looking slowly raising their glasses <laughs> yeah. to clink them. Yeah. This so, is so good.
3: Uh, yeah. This show is, the past few seasons of it have been the most consistent yeah uh, like as consistent as anything I would say I, I do r- recall now that you mentioned it, it's starting a little bit weaker it's not good it's
1: but, just not but. yeah
3: but well I mean as it gains steam as a show yeah. they can afford uh, more you know minds to work on it
2: yeah. do you think this is the most popular Netflix show no, no way absolutely not. no well, way. like Wouldn't it's up help. because it's on no Comedy way. Central now no, like that, it was able to actually get on major TV which makes me think that it has to be at least one of the most rewatched dude, shows I don't or think something
0: so. no they they get huge numbers for Narcos Apparently yeah. Narcos is one of their most watched shows.
2: Well Narcos seems like it would hit like a wider audience yeah. I guess but this just seems like kind of universally praised show. Like I I yeah, I've pretty, only the, like, the only people who yeah, I know I mean, the only people I know who don't like the show are people who watch the first couple episodes and they're like this is stupid and then they never watched any more of it. I
1: mean I don't know if we can track the numbers on the Netflix all yeah, but give They won't. Um, but, yeah. There
0: was another joke I wanted to shout out which is um when uh, Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles are in the back of a Uber or something and um, they put on... He's the like, he's oh like, yeah, he's oh, like a Lika, Lika yeah, it's like, space it's, dog. It's, Yeah, <laughs> it, they put on a podcast that Diane is doing and then... Um, <laughs> they switch over and it's 21 Pilots yeah and they're like and now a new
2: single from Twenty One Pilots and they're like nope let's go back yeah, to listening a, to my ex-wife about talk exactly. about
1: Bojack and Pickles the last thing is that the one the one moment from them that just fucking devastated me He was like at the premiere and he's just asking her about the acting and she's like I'll watch all of it he's like what do you think and she's just not giving him anything and she leaves and he just wants her to give him some fucking feedback mm, on right. his performance yeah. and it's just, Damn, he's so uh, needy yeah. oh, oh, the her heart. And Pickles. she's like him I'm gonna Pickles, hate it but I'll watch all yeah, of it just, him
2: and Pickles that was one thing that while watching it, I wasn't really as high on the Halloween episode, and now, like, thinking back on it, that is a really great episode, specifically for Mr. Peanut yeah, Butter that's, that's and just, like, episode. Mr. Yeah. Peanut Butter and pickles, and kind of, he is always, like, all of his relationships have involved people outgrowing him, and now it's like he's in a relationship with a really young girl who's like, I never want to grow up! She's like a kid. And now... Yeah he's finally reaching this point where he wants to kind of grow up a little bit himself, which will be really interesting to see well, what that looks like. No, dude, he it, like impulsively. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, Cause that's he doesn't like, yeah. want to, he doesn't want to give bad news to her. So he yeah. just proposes <laughs> <laughs> instead.
1: No, th- that was like the most like fucking like, so <laughs> divorce <stuff>. number three <laughs> for Mr. <laughs> Peanut butter incoming. Yeah. yeah. This was a really great up season for him. That was just like, they really like fleshed out that character and gave him some, uh, very just understandable yeah. flaws. Mi- you know?
0: Mr. Mr. Hazelnut. Chocolate hazelnut spread. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: this chocolate hazelnut spread. That's right, man. This,
3: sh- I think the show might... I don't know how long they want it to go, but they, they managed to stay uh, unique and they managed to tweak in
1: the right direction a lot of the time, which is impressive. I might be crazy. I thought that they were trying to end around six, but then I, I don't. I don't feel like this ne- next season's the last. So I could see it. We'll yeah. see.
2: I, I could
0: th- see it if they wanted to somehow give us a little bit of a happy ending. It's kind of leaning in that direction. There was a
1: create. I remember like an interview from a few years ago, like after season three. They just said up front, there I don't remember who, but they said like we do not know if this is a story that's going to end well or end badly. We're just mm-hmm. kind of taking it. I kind beat of by
2: beat. want it to end negatively in like a really dark, sadistic I, kind of a way, I don't. like. I, it just seems like the My most appropriate thing for this show. Like, it would feel a little bit untrue if everything got wrapped up completely well, neat and well, tidy. Like, well, like
1: you said about, like, you know, there's not really good people or bad people. I don't think it's going to be very definitive either, which yeah. way. It's just going to be kind of like a light goes It'll be on like thing.
2: they are still who they are. Yeah. One thing yeah. I am happy about, Um, a couple more points I wanted to make. One uh, is starting up since we're talking about the show as a whole. I really thought that it was leading into Bojack and Diane being together. So glad. And I'm so that. glad that that's yeah. not a thing like it's that. Funny. They are very definitively both of them. Neither of them are necessarily quote unquote good people, but they are like completely opposite in their perspectives that they have on the world a
1: catastrophe. Yeah. And it was <laughs> just,
2: I'm glad that that's kind of been totally dismissed. Another thing I want to talk about the ending the last song choice that they have under uh, the, um, was, under the um, pressure by w- the war on drugs,
1: yeah, great choice, song, yeah. perfect yeah. song to they've end the album. Na- on. They've been nailing the um, finale songs. The
0: not just the finale, but the the needle drop at the end of episode one oh, is uh, Los Saint, An- yeah, Saint, Saint Vincent, Vincent Los really Angeles. Yeah, that's a great, understood. great song. Yeah. Um, another thing that I wanted to touch on before we move on is how did you guys just feel about like the big kind of climactic moment of him choking gina and the repercussions of that it was really hard because that that leads to the interview where she's just like you can't do this to me you can't make me the girl that bojack horseman choked
2: and that's such a pure moment because if you are an actress in that position even though like you've literally just been assaulted by somebody you're finally starting to have your big break and you can't have when somebody thinks about you, think about this other person like that's always constantly going to be associated with you. And yeah. I just thought that that was such a great... I was ready for BoJack to fuck that moment up somehow and just like, blurt it out and ruin it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that he didn't. I mean, that in itself was a little bit of a sign of maturity from BoJack that he didn't just make everything about himself like he always yeah. has in the past. Even if it's something that he's... Finally, just like wanting to admit that he was wrongdoing, he doesn't want to drag somebody else down with him. Uh, yeah,
1: no, I mean it was just a really devastating, hard to watch. moment. Just one of those like, God, fucking damn it, Bojack, can you please stop doing these things? <laughs> yeah, you know? that, that was rough. Like, um, I just yeah. want
2: you, I just want to cheer for you, like once yeah. without yeah. you letting me down. Um, I,
1: I used to be very invested. In, like, is this show going to end well? Is going to end badly? At this point, I'm just kind of like. A,
3: I'm yeah. a log for the ride. Yeah, we're, that's exactly how my, I feel. Honestly, yeah.
1: usually my favorite episodes are
3: like the one-off, like throwaway episodes that mm-hmm. like don't matter that much in terms of plot, but they're just great. Um, so,
0: did you think the funeral one was the best one? No, it wasn't my favorite. Okay, um,
3: it was really well done. Uh, that joke at the end with the lizards, yeah, yeah. My funeral parlor B. <laughs> uh, but you know, there were just episodes where I had like your. I think your favorite is the underwater one, right? I mean, I think going in that was I mean that was in my top five yeah. definitely. I, I don't know. What I What was your favorite this season? I really
1: don't know, man. Like yeah. there were a lot. It's um, kinda I feel like these this season didn't have as many like knockout episodes. They're just more like steadily consistent in each one. Well,
2: so. I feel like I the stylistic episodes have kind of they found a way especially in like season four, um, I felt like with uh like of of course the, the big notable one is with um Bojack's mother, Time but also her. just the episode that really puts you in Bojack's head. I thought that that oh, the anxiety was one. Yeah, 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 I thought that that was one of the best episodes ever because yeah,
1: just seeing somebody—it's just like
2: literally like the things that he's thinking and the words that he's saying don't match up whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was a beautifully illustrated episode, and I thought that that was cool how it wasn't just stylized to the point of it being a one-off that still fit into the wider story yeah, in a yeah. really interesting yeah.
3: way. Um let yeah, let's let's, All right. let's, let's let's move it on. Let's move it on to another point I had about Bojack Horseman Speaking <laughs> speaking of pickles. Have you guys heard of Bojack Horseman? Uh,
0: welcome back if you skip to this <laughs> section. We're talking American Vandal.
3: So this episode is brought to you by Netflix. Yeah. So this is season two. Uh, season one, I I was like adamant. I was like, guys, watch this fucking yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and we was, did. Yeah, that was a while back. We, You guys watched it. We all loved it. It, it ended up on all our top ten. And yeah.
2: I, will, I will say that season two does, at least for me, it started out a little bit like season one. Uh, the first episode of season one, I watched it and I was like, this is funny, but... I fell off of it because I was like, there's no way they can keep this up. In season two, I had faith in them. That's why I just pushed through yeah, and watched also, it all. Yeah, it was also shorter. But, yeah. season, but uh, the first episode, I didn't think was very good. So don't. if you're trying to jump in, don't be deterred by the poop jokes and just think that... <laughs> don't completely dismiss it as just stupid humor because I think that this show is so much more than that.
1: I think it really proved that this season. That's all I got to say, but go ahead. Um, yeah, this... I mean...
3: I was really interested to see how they were going to continue this narrative when it was announced that they were bringing back the same, uh, just two people essentially yeah. at the main cast, Sam and Peter. Uh, I think they found the right route to take with, you know, it, it just logically makes sense, uh, which is what you expect from the show. Season one had so many possible pitfalls in logic mm-hmm. that just didn't happen. So that, that worked for me this season overall. I'm glad I watched. I like season one better. Uh, I think this season has a stronger point to make mm-hmm. by the end of it, and it has a more uh, harrowing mystery. There are, there are bigger consequences than season one ever had. Yeah. Uh, I wanted it to be more funny. <laughs>
2: it wasn't necessarily super <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, I, I will I, say. I didn't laugh out loud. I thought as much it
1: was fascinating season. how the show doubled down on the drama aspects yeah, compared yeah. to the comedy. That was not the route I'd mm-hmm. expect them to take at all.
0: Yeah, I, I think... The first season's definitely
3: better, but season two is right up there. Season two, it's, I think they're very even I th- for me. I think essentially it just it proved that it's it was worth keeping around, which yeah. was almost a hurdle to get over.
0: Well, th- I think that there's there's very key reasons as to why season two's not as good, and I think one of the main ones is that Sam and Peter don't attend this school they have they're nothing not to do with it. yeah they're yeah. not investigating their own peers their
3: own fellow students people at they own. know less mm-hmm. uh, and I think that because it's not public school the students are a little less compelling yeah yeah, yeah. Um, although the kid that plays Kevin dude he is, is great, amazing. Oh <laughs> great. he's kid. just as
2: good as um the kid from the first season uh, Dylan, Maxwell. Dylan Maxwell yeah <laughs> although
0: I I do love Jimmy Tatro what Jimmy Tatro did with Dylan mm-hmm. Maxwell is because it, on the surface that that guy is just so kind of one note He's so but dumb. he brought like all of yeah. this humanity to that character that I really loved with Kevin it's all very nuanced he sucks it's no. all it's <laughs> there's the, your the nuance per- for it <laughs> the performance is is so great and just like the tiny little details of like mm-hmm. how he sips his tea mm-hmm. and how he like I don't know, like, he just really, says certain words. He
1: creates a very recognizable, but also very specific yeah. guy you knew well, yeah, high school. No, and we all you know. know that we guy. We all know that guy. Like, yeah. I mean,
2: we our school that we went to, we called them wolf kids because they hung about a wolf statue. <laughs> They're called Oh No No Kids at some other places. Like, that's who this kid is. Um, I, I feel like I'm kind of on the same page with you guys where I didn't find – I didn't really think that the mystery was as compelling as the first one just because – uh, the first one, um, I guess, kind of spoilers for the first season of American Bando, but there's no real clear-cut answer on who actually did it, and it's kind of yeah. up to you to kind of put the pieces together. I mean, you, together. it was a You know girl. who
3: did it. They it just don't face consequences. It's totally But you know girl. who did it. I, I think... But, yeah, on,
2: but, uh, but it doesn't really draw the line where um, this show, where season two kind of tries to make more of a definitive answer. Right, right. Um, but i did think that the wider messages that it was saying about the younger generation society and how they use social the brownout like the they use this uh literal shit to kind of metaphor to make a uh statement for the metaphorical shit that we're all full of and these masks that we wear with social media having these dual personalities And I thought that that was a lot more interesting than season one. So I would put season one like a half a step higher than season two, but I do think that they are pretty close in quality for me.
1: I don't know if I remember that much from season one. I think you guys liked it a lot more than I did. Uh, I liked, I, I, I'm not really, I don't really give a shit about true crime stuff. (laughs) And so I was like, oh wow, you really accurately are parroting this thing. I don't have a lot of interest in. And I kept going like, this is really funny. And I, I was, I was very engaged by the end. Like I think Dylan Maxwell's, super interesting as like a kind of a focal point but like this one i kind of felt the same way i'm like this is pretty good recreation of something i don't care about and then by the end the fact that they actually had an actual like thematic sta- thematic statement to make i was surprised by and i i was really really drawn in by it i was, I was hit pretty hard by it yeah that that yeah.
3: definitely elevated the season i think the major hurdle they had to get over with season two is season one like just discovering that show the joke the initial joke doesn't wear off for a while mm-hmm. because it kind of took my breath away. You're like you're watching it and you're like, yeah, I get it, it's gonna be a parody, like blah, blah, blah. But then the depth is what you don't expect. And that was the main surprise of season one. Going into season two, you know they're gonna go all in on this poop. Yeah, like, there's that, no surprise. The main yeah, the main joke is gone. Mm-hmm. So they have to make it work with other littler jokes. And
2: that's where a little mm-hmm. bit of the level of the mystery is gone. It's more so it's less so the mystery itself, and more so about discovering how the mystery is going to be told, I feel like that a little bit is gone. I feel like we can't really talk about specifics with the thing until
3: spoilers, just because just spoilers. Spoilers. of yeah. the rabbit Let's...
2: holes that you do go down, similar to
3: season one with certain characters. You guys, you guys want to get into it? Yeah, sure. Um, I will say, I don't, I don't want to be this guy, but I think that the performance of Kevin, I thought, was kind of weak.
1: Oh, really, I, oh. I love the
3: character because, it, like, the details written about the character are great. Like, he sips tea, funny, yeah, and he, you know, just the one thing he wore that made me laugh so hard was the like that. Like, you no, know, it was a long leather jacket. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you, you only see that on one type of person, yeah. Um, and if you don't see it on anyone, then it's you. <laughs> <laughs> but I really don't think that he was as captivating nearly as. Uh, Jimmy Tatcher was. I
1: think he, he was, he kind of put on a more like nuanced, interesting performance as this person, but the person he was playing ultimately did not, to me, didn't have that much like inner depth that made Don Maxwell so much fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, I um, yeah.
3: I, Like, I like what they were going for, but I think this kid, I think he kind of suffers from actor face and actor See, vibe.
2: I think that that worked that for me that didn't work as a detriment. Like <laughs> I just, that's I kind of, kind of the character, yeah. Yeah, and I liked I liked how different he was from Dylan Maxwell in the first season, that we didn't just get another dumb jock that everything was getting pinned on. So we got this kid who was The worst. He no. wasn't he wasn't an outcast like the school portrayed him to be, but he wasn't
3: Popular, but he was fucking weird. Yes, these kids, he was weird. Yeah, He was he's a weirdo.
1: Being performative to get attention. Yeah, yeah. acting like he doesn't want that attention. That kind
3: of yeah. Thing. I I love all the I love what they did with the character. And this season shares plenty of the same stuff that made season one great, which is like incredible detail. Uh, anytime. Usually, like, if there's, like, a a shot of, like, text messages or something between characters, usually if you really pause and look at it, it's not super realistic. They keep it so, so, so real in this. Mm -hmm. Um, This this is one of the best things about this show is just
0: how good they nail high school so i and I, and like adolescence
2: i wanted to because this is a show that they do put so much uh thought into little background things there was a shot where um it was showing the school newspaper and I actually paused the tv so i could like skim the part of the newspaper <laughs> i saw and it was like definitely written by like a 16 year old girl where it's like to the point that there was even like spelling errors like where there was like an h before a t like when i was trying to say like these or something like that like it was like little things that something that school produced would be made that somebody doesn't really actually proofread or anything they're like yeah this is fine just put it out there in the school newspaper yeah and i i
1: love the details i love how well thought out the show is i definitely think it's a really interesting choice and maybe not to the show's benefit to have the two uh, kind of main guys take such a back seat which logically makes sense because they have no connection to any of these people yeah but yeah. you you I did really enjoy kind of their back and forths and their involvement in the mystery in season one. I agree. We don't have that as yeah, much. I yeah. think
0: that's definitely one of the things that puts season one over is mm-hmm. how that's them fair. making this documentary has an effect on on their, their own story. School. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the on what their relationship to the the school is and to the students. Like that was one of the best parts of yeah. season and one. And they
2: did try to address that a little bit in the first episode of the season, like the whole like backlash if you will like about season one they're like yeah we got picked up by netflix to make another (laughs) show like it's all extremely meta and then them kind of talking about taking in all these different uh offers for them to come through the vaginas (laughs) like and i thought that that was they they tried to do a little bit of what they did in like the middle of season one where it was like we became a huge internet sensation, and try to take more of a meta approach on it, but I don't think it was quite as effective because like you said, they were involved with the school at one point. There's the episode when they're just like looking at everybody and Sam goes to Peter and they're like, Peter, how do I know you didn't draw the dicks and everything? It like <laughs> almost like has a little yeah. mini schism between the two of them.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i miss I definitely agree. I did miss the two of them together and I miss them knowing everyone else in the story, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, that was kind of impossible to do because if someone else came back to their school and did something else, it would feel hacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely have issues with this season, but I still really enjoyed watching let's, it. Let's
1: get into spoilers. Yeah. I think the character of uh, DeMarcus was it is like DeMarcus one of the more it. interesting things. Yeah. the show. Yeah, done. I, and yeah. Well,
3: yeah. And they, that goes to how they had a bigger message this year about a student athletes getting preferential treatment in school, yeah. Yeah. but then B student athletes, Uh, still being people and having kind of existential issues of not knowing who is their friend.
2: Yeah, no, his whole dynamic that he has with Lou, that he, even if he doesn't ever show it on the surface, but he has to reveal it with this catfished identity that we don't know about till later on, that, Mm -hmm. like, the fact that he still feels alienated by people who are trying to use him and trying to get ahead in his life is a really powerful moment Mm -hmm. that we don't really see, we we don't really see that side of the student athletes that much. I mean, of course, none of us, I safe to say, none of us are very athletic people. (laughs) So, I'm good at ping pong, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm beer pong, maybe. Dude, but podcasting
1: is a sport. Yeah. Like endurance. This is endurance. I'm sweating <laughs> right now. I'm fucking I'm yeah, wearing but, a yeah. football jersey. So I'm basically sweating. That a sport. stuff landed so, so well yeah. for me. That mm-hmm. was like, that That stuff was for me better. Like the ending kind of message and the impact of like that conversation in the car with Mark. That stuff was so much stronger than most of the oh, stuff that's won to me. That's a know? great moment. I, I yeah. also
0: think the moment. Where the one, the other basketball player comes to them after he gets punched by Lou yeah, Yeah. and basically decides to talk to Sam and Peter because he was attacked Mm -hmm. and really, and now finally tell the truth that all of that, because of the setup that was done about the, the dynamic of this team and, Uh and the, the status of DeMarcus like that all
3: of that worked really really
1: well really interesting yeah really interesting stuff
3: and and also the complexity of the crimes committed this season is way up it's not spray painting it is like (laughs) four different four different well four different crimes and then also catfishing and then like different people are doing all of these Mm -hmm. it it was such a a bigger ball of yarn to unwind it was like the black mirror episode with the with the kitty point yeah yeah oh yeah um but it just it made the last few episodes I think a super super high point which is the same Mm -hmm. for season one but even higher this season the uh, one okay so one issue i had the character of kevin's best friend i forget his name oh tanner uh wasted yeah. wasted character the Asian yeah. Guy? Yeah. they, they often anywhere yeah they would bring him on and like for every little clue they'd bring him in and they'd be like hey what do you think about this and he's like oh and they'd be like <laughs> and they'd be like <laughs> yeah so like if he didn't do it would you feel bad and he'd be like yeah and then they yeah. would just cut away and it was like what a waste like what the hell <laughs> there's yeah, nothing agree. going on there um and then there were just some parts this season where I know they had a bigger picture to worry about, but there were some parts where I was like season one, they would do 10 minutes on that one joke. Like, Mm -hmm. like the, the whole episode of season one, that's about if this, A girl gave this guy a handjob or whatever. (laughs) It doesn't even. Yeah, there's no,
2: there's no like 3D modeling and intent like the party scene. Yeah, they do that that.
3: once, and it's during for the puke in the teacher's the reenactment. It's very funny. (laughs) Uh, And then there's this one, like there's one little bit between the two. uh, Then they're finally talking, and. They're talking about how uh, Kevin looks like he's trying to shit. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Man, that could have been 20 minutes, I swear. Like, in season one, that's 20 minutes. What's
1: fascinating about the season is it's not... To me, you know, it wasn't trying to be as funny, which is can be good or bad, depending on how you feel about it. I just think that's such an interesting thing for this show to do. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, and uh, one thing I wanted to say, I mean, you kind of compared it to Black Mirror earlier, but I did think that it... Unlike Black Mirror, uh, where a lot of times it can just kind of land on the side of technology is bad, man. Mm-hmm. This kind of showed both the good and the bad sides of technology with the final episode with, um, I'm blanking on the guy's name who actually did every, who oh, actually was the poop burglar. I watched um, this yesterday. But, uh, uh, the,
0: yeah, the guy that works
2: yeah, at the, guy, that, at so the phone he, repair. That guy's, his, uh, basically his view of social media is destroying everyone and taking people down and them kind of showing that, no, I mean, social media also can like bring us together. And social media isn't always just a negative yeah. entity. Like you just have to know how to use it and be smart with he, it.
1: He, it came, it was a little heavy handed in
2: the last episode. <laughs> yeah. His, his, like, he like, became warped his by YouTube, Instagram. Yeah, his YouTube <laughs> preaches that he's having. Yeah. Um, yeah. He
1: became crazy with all of the statuses. Like, all right, all right. Turn it down a little bit. Like,
3: yeah. Um. As far as the mystery of it goes, uh, it worked on me. Like the you know the hallmark of a good mystery episode of TV show or season or movie is that Mm -hmm. they you meet the guy who did it or the girl who did it and then you're introduced to like 20 other people who could have just as well done it yeah and you're Mm -hmm. kind of left to guess um and it worked I totally forgot about him because you meet him so early which is what you know Law and Order does every single episode (laughs) you you meet (laughs) him it's not a new trick yeah (laughs) it's just you meet him and then the next episode they throw three people at you that all have like the perfect motive Mm -hmm. or whatever um and I liked. I liked what they were doing. I agree, got a bit preachy. Yeah, um, but I I did enjoy like I the whole the depth of his catfishing scandal and how he got this girl to do it and then the basketball player. I thought that was all. Uh, like harrowing not just compelling yeah. it, was it was haunting
1: was, it was i was kind of like it was upset. was yeah well, the, the, for me it's the, the the teacher the teacher's nudes it's like okay yeah. the show's not trying to make you laugh yeah. right now this yeah. is like yeah. this is doing it another extreme thing. also
0: Dramatic, i you know? it, it was kind of driven home for me the one shot that you get of him sitting at the trial yeah on the, on oh, the stand he looked, or yeah. he yeah exactly just the way that he looks the way that he's sitting there mm-hmm. just kind of slouch very very small and almost like like he's trying to disappear
1: yeah, I'm really glad. I, te- I think I texted you. I was like, I'm really glad I'm not in high school right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, we had a
3: little bit of that and now yeah. it just seems like a minefield. It just is. Uh, so yeah, that that all worked for me and I think the peak of the season, the peak of the mystery was higher than season ones. Uh, I wish I'd it had been funnier in the beginning because they didn't quite replace it with drama in the beginning. It was just kind of a lot of laying out the story so Mm -hmm. it'll pay off later. That's a really good point. Which is, that's what I was expecting. I was watching and I was like, well, this is all going to be really good in a few episodes.
0: (laughs) And there was a little bit of retread with how Dylan ended up getting in trouble for drawing the dick on the driveway and still, you know, getting busted for that yeah. because with in here, Kevin like mm-hmm. actually oh, did true. the yeah. crime. So it's like the, your main guy was still, I,
3: yeah, but I liked it. I did end. like the execution of that. I like how he did it. And he also wasn't even blackmailed. That's yeah. so scary.
1: I like <laughs> yeah. that a lot. Um, just
2: being that like, that lonely that just anybody reaching out to you and not even like blackmailing you is telling you like yeah man you should do something to Mm -hmm. fight back against it and he's like okay
1: where do you guys you know you seem to be a little bit like less on the season than I am where where would you think that for season three what which how should it kind of change course I
2: was kind of thinking about that because this is supposed to be their senior project so presumably season
1: three they're no longer gonna be in high school I heard actually I said we're just working on doing another high school thing so let's assume they're still in high school
3: Do you want to know something? I I think that's really funny. Uh, Is that they, the route for season two, they went is the route that, uh, the guys who make catfish went because they made the documentary about him, and then other people contacted him, and then they went and did other stories. Huh. And it's literally a documentary crew of two friends <laughs> doing. Like it's so similar in so many ways. I just realized how they came up with that. They just watched. Catfish. I mean, it,
0: it would have to be another like really lowbrow thing to
2: take super well, seriously. We've gotten cum. dicks and shit. Cum. So lots yeah.
3: of cum my, everywhere. <laughs> my problem is that I I almost want them to just uh stop fucking around and just make a drama and just not even call it American Vandal anymore like i just it's almost like with season 2 they were this is like an audition reel where they're like we can make a fucking thriller movie you but, know?
0: but it yeah. works because they're taking something so seriously that
3: shouldn't be. Yeah, it's be. all parody. I I like, it's, yeah, I mean,
2: they, they seem like masters of parody. Well,
3: yeah, but... but I think that the reason it got so much more serious this season is because they're trying to say, this isn't just parody. Like, we, want to make, well, we want to make something that's I, actually... I
1: wonder if maybe yeah. that drama lands more because they're using comedy to mask it in the beginning. I don't know. Maybe they can yeah. just do it straight.
2: But... I will say that some of the comedic moments... I wouldn't say that this is completely devoid of any comedy because like oh, the nice. hot janitor i love i'm so glad you brought that up yeah, I I love hot hot janitor. <laughs> they take the time he's to go there. to he's where he's like lives. yeah this is where i grow my uh yeah. <laughs> you want to try some black kale or uh yeah.
1: Yeah. that was so good he's like chewing on it while they're talking it was <laughs> yeah, just... yeah that was funny yeah i think it was just a very surprising season you know they could have just kind of hunkered down and just kept doing the comedy beats but like i'm i like that they did one for more ambitious of slightly flawed direction they did
3: yeah um it, like watching this season, I just kind of felt like this is these are people who want to like be taken very seriously <laughs> like the guys who make this another another thing that works really well is the
0: fact that they're getting these young actors. you mm-hmm. know the fact that these are essentially nobodies mm-hmm. like we don't know these kids from anything, but they're putting in amazing amazing mm-hmm. performances mm-hmm. and it, it's a similar feeling that I felt to eighth grade earlier this year where the main character is kind of like weird and stumbles and uh, it doesn't quite nail her lines right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they it just
3: plays perfectly into yeah. the, the characters. Here. Um, one other nitpick I have it is a nit. It's not a huge deal, but so season one these kids are just fucking around filming stuff. So of course all the teachers are just gonna be kind of like you know mm-hmm. chatty Cathys. This season it's a private prep school with a huge scandal on their hands. A dean who is actively hiding shit, regardless of if she's like guilty or not. She they're hiding so much. They still grant the teachers access to do these interviews, and I was like, "No way in fucking hell!" Yeah, <laughs> I did like that. They uh, wouldn't let those kids I did like good point. They never, let them on campus. I like that
2: you never get an interview with the dean of students yeah. or anything. Yeah. I thought that that was actually um, cool. That it wasn't just like a revelation moment
3: between yeah. them all. Another another character I loved uh, was the vonnegut yeah, loving that's English that's teacher. <laughs> she is very <laughs> funny. so glad you brought this up. She's really yeah, good. yeah, she she is,
0: uh, like when she's like oh i i love uh, I'm like the teacher from The Blind Side. Yeah, God. I'm like oh, Sandra Bullock, and uh, yeah. he's like
2: the 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 black kid from The Blind <laughs> yeah. Side. I yeah. like, I love him. He's great, or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh,
3: she really. Oh, that was so funny. And and we just all had teachers like that, where they really think they're so fun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they're just kind of. What mad, was it? Yeah. It was like uh, Slaughterhouse Five streamers or something.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that I thought that was a great little character. Yeah. They they kind of snuck a public school teacher into a, the exactly. private school, yeah. you know, true, they, uh, true.
0: trying to save these students. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that
1: that was lovely. All right, yeah. any any final thoughts, guys? I'm just super excited to see what what they do next. It'd yeah, be another season, their I mean, own thing.
2: This is going to be in my top ten. This and BoJack, and the next show we're going to talk about are all going to be in my top. Yeah, list of the year. So let's,
1: <laughs> let's
0: get into it. So
2: welcome. Harry's <laughs> looking with disappointment at everyone. No, no, here. no, no Harry no. doesn't like. Succession. Welcome back. I if you if
0: you skip forward, um, Succession's <laughs> weird. <laughs> so now <laughs> let's, let's get into Succession, and I want to get into spoilers. So let's let's just get your take. We've already talked about the show on the pod before. So okay, we're just
3: your yeah. The only Thing we haven't covered yet is the very end of season one, okay. but you can cover everything uh, you want. Tell, us, tell that, us how
1: you feel, spoiler free. free. I watched it because I was bored and you had talked about it briefly, and I knew that it was made by one of the co writers of a Veep. Yeah. Uh, I don't, have yeah, you I'm seen strong. so? Who here has seen it, the thing I've about, seen a good amount of yeah, that's sh- so. Succession is like a freakishly similar show to Veep, except they inject it with. A lot of drama, yeah, which I think is an interesting thing. Now, does that drama work? I would say fifty-five to sixty percent of the time it does not. Okay, but I think it's got a lot of interesting peripheral characters that are often way more fun and interesting to watch than the main characters. And I think uh, the season was uh, the strongest during the potential uh, takeover when the uh, the children were the, the the Roy children were united. Episode six, yeah. And I think it pretty shortly after fucking fizzles out, um, where it becomes a much more standard addict story that I just don't give a oh, fuck. Oh, you about. weren't,
0: you weren't until. Oh, that. who cares, okay. man? All right, like, let's, it's let's, get so let's get into spoilers. Let's get into spoilers for Succession. So you thought that it peaks at six I and think, then everything after that. Well, is I don't just... i to
1: say right at six, but like okay. basically, you know, I think the biggest problem with the show is that for me, it was that um, a it, weird tone because sometimes it was trying to be funny. Sometimes it was trying to be like a standard, like, you know, like, machination based you know uh serious a serious drama uh, i think the latter experience yeah shit. i think the latter works the, half the time at best but like yeah like the, the kendall roy is boring and i do not like him damn, damn. Okay. this what? is a hot take on this no podcast. it's really not <laughs> jeremy strong <laughs> is
2: incredible in this show he is so good
3: he's a good actor depending. i did say early on that i did he was truly a uh, shitty
1: character and i i mean when he relapsed, I was like, "Yeah, BoJack, let's do it." He makes me just watch BoJack, but like for me, it's that like the, just the main like he like I don't know. For me, it was like you know, yeah, he was a former addict who was working hard about um, you know owning this new fucking empire, and I think that just that his relationship to his dad and his drug problems are so incredibly formulaic and cliched, even that like just the center of the show has got a bit of like a dramatic rot that the the sides just cannot come to fix it's just it's it's kind of like centrally hollow and uninteresting at its core because yeah. yeah no i get it. like they're all shitty and yeah. they want to i don't know it's just like for me like you know characters like uh tom and shiv I those love, are like i love tom and shiv they are a thousand times more interesting yeah. than i'm uh, you know kieran culkin is really. literally a hollow person like mm-hmm. he's there's just nothing that's the point of the character there's nothing in him but like you know the, the for me like just the ultimate story this guy just like you know g- getting fucked up on drugs again and trying to go over the the uh, the the power like that season ends where it's started in a lot of ways. uh Roy's still in power and his uh sorry Lo- uh, Logan Roy's in power and his son's listening to him. so well,
2: the ending of the the finale didn't really do much for you. What,
1: where he cried. Yeah. yeah, where he, where he killed he a person. And down down and then yeah. Thought- oh, yeah. That just felt like I don't know. that just felt like like boilerplate Netflix. Like, <laughs> I don't know. it just it didn't really do a lot for me. That's man. interesting
3: because he has so many parallels to Bojack Horseman. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> But like,
1: I, I think Bojack does all that shit better. I, I don't I, I sound like I'm more harsh on the show than I am because I sound really harsh. But like, I think I think the show's doing some really interesting stuff. I like this main message, which is the same as Veeps, which is that incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful people are still very petty and, and dumb. Yeah, full of shit, basically. Yeah they're, just, yeah. yeah, they're just idiots, you know. But, like, ultimately, yeah, no, it seemed like a very repetitive thing that I've seen before, which is that, it like... It didn't really change things up for you. It didn't by do the end? No, I was interested in, like, you know, all of them trying... I love I loved the episodes where they're trying to, like, you know, pull one over their dad and get that going, and it's like... Then it seems like he's going to do it again, but he's on drugs. But now he killed someone, so he's just not going to do that anymore. See, I
0: I thought that that entire finale was absolutely brilliant. That's interesting. I I loved. I think the finale is the best episode because you have this—you have Logan or sorry, uh, Kendall—kind of being reduced to a child. Like, that entire episode, he's nothing more than, like,
1: a little baby boy who just wants to get his fix. To me, is like, he's always stuttering and stammering in front of his dad anyway. He's always a child. That's his whole character. Yeah, he's a in, kid. Yeah, but in know? that... So.
0: Well, he's a kid who's trying to pretend to be a grown-up. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. In, in that episode, he just wants to, to get his fix so bad that he can't even do that. Yeah. That entire episode, he's just a little boy. Even, like, when he realizes that he just killed someone Mm -hmm. he he can't even like face it like a man he has to run away from it yeah
2: yeah that like run that he has after he kills somebody when he just looks like a scared little boy is absolutely incredible i'm glad that you're on the podcast because we've been unabashedly praising really that's not unabashedly because i will say the first three episodes it started really slow for me i wasn't really into half season four started to kind of see it or episode Yeah, yeah episode four into five, started, to, started yeah. to seal, but season six, I was in, and then from that point on, I think that this show was almost a completely even slope, and just got better and better, and I think the finale is actually one of my favorite episodes of TV of the year. Good. Just with wow. everything, nice. with <laughs> this climax that we have between um, Tom and Shiv's uh, the boy wedding. toy oh, that yeah. they're having, I everything think, yeah. with um, uh, with Alan Ruck's character, how yes. he's going to so run nice. for president, incredible well, that's what i mean I,
1: the show's got a lot of very beautiful. cool parts in it mm. I, it's got a lot of cool parts i think alan ruck and again shiv and tom i think they're like i really like that so when they all go on their like their therapy trip i love that stuff but like at the end of the day yeah. like I, I just don't give a fuck about kendall roy and his addiction problems so like, yeah, and that's
0: that's the centerpiece of the show it's, it's hard so, for, it's
1: hard for yeah. those other things to congeal around it to me so i, I like uh, parts of it a lot it's kind of where i land on that
3: mm. um one of the things i did say was like early on i did not get Tom, and now I love Tom. Oh my. Like, especially by the end, their relationship is finally took an interesting turn because the whole time it was i what i really didn't like was the whole cheating thing it was like duh mm. of course she's gonna yeah. like what is there a <laughs> that question? didn't really go anywhere
1: yeah she's like i'm not gonna do it and then she does I'm like oh yeah cool it was just one of those
3: storylines where this dude's more attractive and he's like hey we fucked we should fuck and she's like no and you're like that oh good yeah what's his name
2: that guy sucks the, the, the <laughs> fucking well, the,
3: the bernie guy the you get bernie
0: this really great moment in the finale where tom is like put my Family's
3: wine back oh, in yeah, the bottle. Yeah, bottom. yeah, that's yeah. I yeah, pour so, the wine um, back.
1: I um, I was gonna say something, completely lost my train of thought. So sorry, Gary. On. Well, uh,
3: <laughs> one of my favorite things, uh, particularly toward the end, that this show started gearing toward was there are a lot of shows about how the pursuit of power and wealth is cancerous and is just like the worst thing. This show is a lot of the time it's about how just having it in the first place is cancer and yeah. it makes you into it no matter what like shittier. Um, and we we get that especially with Alan Ruck, like the conversation he had with the Bernie Sanders type. Oh I'll God. call him. Yeah. Where, where <laughs> he's like, I just killed him in that argument. Like he's <laughs> the bubble is incredible. Like, he's like he's like I, I just debated Gill. Yeah, he's like, one against Gill in a debate. I, yeah, I just <laughs> thought that was really interesting. Like the show, it's not just saying because we've had so one of my only criticism I really had was that it's kind of an old fashioned premise, mm-hmm. and there haven't been too many shows that are about like, well also growing up with wealth is awful. And yeah.
2: Yeah. And I will say one of the things that I just really appreciate this sh- about the show that it was just, it struck a chord with me in that, you know, we watch a lot of TV, we watch a lot of movies and stuff like that. And it's very rare that a T that a show or a movie can leave me speechless after watching the finale and seeing Kendall just break down and fall into Logan's shoulder I was completely speechless. It cut to credits and I was just like uh, mouth agape. Like I just didn't even know what to say. Well, Because I think
0: the reason why that works so well is because the entire season you've been watching Logan Roy manipulate his family. Like he is not the kind of father that just loves his children unconditionally. He's always trying to find a way to use that as leverage. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, in that critical moment, there's this great exchange when Logan's just like, you know, this could just be a beautiful wedding, beautiful weekend where just one unfortunate thing happened or it could be the thing that ruins the rest of your life. I What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. What which path are you going to take? And yeah, it's that... like he can't he can't just hug his son and yeah. tell him he loves him. It has to come at a cost. And
2: that's, and that's what's so beautiful about everything. I've, in my opinion, I think that Logan is like the ultimate lock for best supporting actor.
1: Like a Brian Cox. Yeah. Brian Cox. Yeah, I yeah, feel I like that actor. is like, he's really good at it. I
2: don't, I can't think of a bigger lock for like a best supporting actor in recent memory than Logan just because his relationship with his kids is so two faced. And there are genuine moments where you really think, like, wow, he really cares about his kids, but it is also fucking manipulative yeah. that you really never know if anything that you're seeing with him is genuine mm-hmm. whatsoever. Everything that any character on the show does has an agenda yeah. behind it. There's maybe
0: but- one moment where he is genuine, which is when he sees Shiv in her wedding dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But that's, I think the, that's the only moment. That's the moment. only time that I think is truly, truly genuine. Yeah. Once- Otherwise, he is always trying to stay 10 steps ahead of everyone, including his own children. One
1: thing I really liked about the show that I respect a lot was that they, they do not try, at least for me, they did not like lean into karen culkin playing someone like likable like that man's just as venomous yeah. and horrible I, as everyone else in I'm, that show. i'm
3: interested in where yeah. they go with that because i do want to see something happen with him that would be nice if something <laughs> happened i with thought him. i thought him uh oh, that was with a the, comedy. The yeah. space the yeah. spaceship uh shot that's
0: funny yeah the rocket blowing up I la- and yeah. he just puts the phone away his washes his, his hands yeah
1: <laughs> one thing okay one thing i think of the show that like unambiguously fucking sucks is that uh greg never goes anywhere and that nice little I, hole I, that he has goes literally nowhere. Well, so. I
2: kind of I think that cousin Greg, the way that he got set up in the final episode, where you have that moment of him where he's just like, yeah, so here you're like trying to like take over and do this thing. Just remember, you might want to keep me around because I have some valuable stuff. And it's like, ah, he's got that Roy in him. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. he's also Greg still the like, egg. Greg the egg is he's learning <laughs> shit from the rest of the family I guess. to learn. I mean. His own way. And I feel like season two we're really gonna get a lot more from Cousin Greg because let's, let's hope so.
3: He was a fan favorite. He so has, They're yeah. gonna lean and into that. I mean,
2: that. That's he has a great. I actually really enjoyed his arc where he started out as this like kind of bumbling idiot that everybody pushed around, and then he kind of Tom takes him under his wing as like a little brother almost and it has
0: him be compliant in this cover up of like
2: yeah. horrible yeah.
0: crimes Tom, Tom and but greg he's
1: learned but duo, greg right? has
2: learned yeah. his lessons from the family and learned to keep a copy of that for yourself because you might be able to use this as another pawn mm. in like a later yeah. game of yeah. chess yeah that happened like play.
1: episode 4 yeah and then they just he just kind of hung out Ever s- after that Didn't really do anything But I
2: mean you still have After that happened That led to him Getting a little bit more In with the family With him getting yeah. closer With Tom And,
0: and then in, pro, in The, in the pro oh, episode scene. Where yeah. he you snorts him just doing... All the cocaine
2: <laughs> You fucking Cocor Tom
1: and Greg Are such like <laughs> they... a, a veep combo That's like Straight yeah. up That's where it felt yeah, yeah. the most like, yeah. Um, So uh, yeah I mean I feel like I f- feel bad for being Like a bummer on the show But like This shit just was Not as engaging to me Did you like, find yeah. it funny? Uh, yeah, at times, yeah, it was funny. Um, I think sometimes it was funny. Sometimes, like I think Kieran Culkin ultimately was just, or Roy, he was ultimately just like a comedy character. Like I don't know what else you're supposed to take from that uh, satellite scene besides, like, yeah, they don't; these people don't pay for their actions. Like, I mean, but we know that by then. So he
2: kind of. I feel like um, Kieran Culkin's character. He starts out the season with being like kind of the pure comedic relief, and then after the vote of no confidence goes south and he's kind of the golden boy, he doesn't really have as much to do. Oh, um, yeah. And I feel like that's almost like him just being like a little puppy dog to his dad or mm-hmm. like he's always been the lesser child. He's always been uh, just playing second fiddle to Kendall his entire life. And now that he has this chance to be the favorite, to be the heir, yeah. he doesn't want to blow it. But it, does, it doesn't give him the same dynamic. The... We start to get a little bit of that back um, in the second to last episode, wherever they go to the castle in England, and mm-hmm. I love the moment of them all sitting on that little like boat together. Oh, that was a great scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that was just not of them just like smoking some weed just out there. Like, but I still things really, are still
0: a little awkward. They can't be completely like no. loose and yeah. and honest with each other. They're still just they still a little bit of a. Like, of there's a always
2: just that. Two-facedness of the show Which normally I feel like would turn me off But I don't know If it's just the writing Or the acting Or what exactly it is mm-hmm. But I loved
1: The
3: dynamics of the show And that's what I, sold me
1: I like the thinking. scenes Where they hang out Yeah, I like the scenes Where they one hang
3: of, out one of, Yeah, one thing I definitely agree with you on Is, and I said this I like it better When they're together Specifically mm-hmm. I talked about How I wanted to see more Of Shiv and Roman together Because I thought yeah, they, they, act,
1: the, they act super mm-hmm. well together Yeah, they're like A straight comedy duo Just yeah, punching each other Yeah, <laughs> they have chemistry
3: Yeah uh, and you really believe it, and you get about two scenes with them together, mm-hmm. um, and then you get
1: her with her side piece, who's just like a guy. Yeah, that was fine. I mean, it, yeah, it just it felt for me, it was like I don't know. I was, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, Greg is talking about. You know, he's got the files, and he's going to use. I'm like, oh man, that's gonna be a huge problem if Kendall takes over, and then it's like, oh no, Logan Roy's still in charge. So I guess it's the same problem it was from five episodes ago. I guess that's what's going yeah. on right now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think my favorite thing about the show is
3: the acting yeah mm, um, they're good actors yeah I think you, like I, I can agree that uh, Kendall's definitely not the most interesting character but I think uh, that guy is putting yeah. in a yeah. performance Jeremy and this,
1: the scene where he's dancing with his family I think that's like his best moment in so the episode, heartbreaking where, yeah he Ugh. for once he seems okay with but things he's literally right after just, he
2: just killed somebody
0: yeah. yeah like he just came back from that shit and he is just like I have to play cool and have fun at this party uh, the 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 last two episodes, which are The Wedding, I think there's some really interesting stuff in there because you're, you have all the characters in one location, and I thought there was some really interesting camera work being done in the scenes where they're all just kind of mingling in this big space. Oh, you yeah, get a really yeah. good idea of the geography, and there's some really good movement moving from one conversation to another mm-hmm. very seamlessly as you kind of get a wide of, of two characters and then the camera slowly you know p- puts the focus on these other two mm-hmm. characters it's it's very very seamless and this is also when we get the mom the yeah. mom coming in i thought <laughs> she was bad. great just <laughs> talking shit the whole time yeah. asking people how it, long is it going to last <laughs> how long is the marriage going to last yeah and then I thought that the all of the stuff with Tom and Shiv worked really, really well in these last two episodes. I, I, all of the conflict they're, between these two characters the paid off. the best parts
1: of the show. And it, it's got my favorite joke where um, he, he, he swallows his own cum. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Every and person walks up, <laughs> saw, hey, Tom, nice saw to saw see you. you. <laughs> 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 he's like, yeah, it was awesome. That's like yeah. the best moment in that show. <laughs> yeah.
3: By the end, I really did like Tom and Shiv. They actually yeah. have a very interesting and insightful discussion about the, like, the nature of love. Yeah. 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 It's like, wow, this show... because. Usually the show does lap, lack lack uh, an emotional depth. It has mm-hmm. is something to say about power, but that scene actually was like a very
1: uh, they feel genuine.
3: Yeah, it was very genuine and very kind of not modernistic and on purpose, but just in a way of like I should you know we're having this discussion. A lot of people have that discussion, and it was just like whoa, I've never mm-hmm. you don't but, really see that on they TV. Two,
0: they both come to two completely different conclusions as to what their relationship yeah. is even going to be a bit. because. I think to Shiv, she's like relieved that it's okay for her to cheat yeah. on on Tom. But then to Tom, it's like, oh, she, she, well, okay. She says we're gonna have an open relationship. Mm, that's yeah. what that's what they end on. I think to Shiv, I think she thinks it's okay to continue cheating on yeah, him. this isn't solved by any and stretch, then to but.
3: tom it's like oh she feels sorry oh, and she loves me i kind of i kind of read that as an agreement i read it as uh so. well this guy that you're cheating with that was pre-agreement so he's out like she uh, she gave him permission okay. to kick the guy out he was like can i make that guy leave and she was like yeah and so i think post that it's gonna be okay and I think that I about, don't
0: think so, though. I think that well, it'll she, be
3: a source of tension, definitely. <laughs> it'll definitely be a source of conflict, but that I think that they that night that was kind of the agreement. They reached the a day's yeah. haunt, yeah. There's I, no way it's just going to be smooth sailing because then there's no TV show, right? You know? I think right.
1: that I think that scene I would talk about where uh, he makes the douche pour the wine back into the bottle. Yeah. That's so like good. that's got the best mix of like triumphant and incredibly small and petty that I think the yeah. show can do yeah. very well. Like, it's like you, at one end, you're like, oh, this. Hell yeah! So on the other hand, it's like Tom, you're like that and asshole. He's like, Actually, my parents contributed to the. <laughs> <Yeah. world." laughs> Tom is awesome. Yeah, he's my favorite character. He's Michael
0: dude. McFadden, dude, great yeah, actor. He's British as
1: fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and the show definitely had those those VPA insults. It's someone gets called "chuckle fuck" at one point, stuff like that. Yeah, that's like, the main thing
3: that yeah. they share. They have the highest insult rates on TV. It's really strong. Where yeah. they're just
1: so, like shit talking. It's a shit talking yeah. show. I'll, I'll watch season two. That'll be nice. Yeah. yeah. Look
0: up, look up a, um, a YouTube compilation of everyone saying "fuck
1: off." Oh man, in yeah. a deeper, um, the deep or the thick of it, or
3: uh, no, of of succession.
1: Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, okay, duh. Yeah, Sorry, I I, thing I do like
3: I do like your takes, though. I do I like I can kind of see that in a new light now because the things that I've always liked about it are it's un- unbelievably acted and mm-hmm. designed and uh, shot. Um, so sometimes you don't even think about like, well, this is a little bit hacky. Well, if you don't connect but with the main core that, aspect yeah. of the show, then the, you're just not gonna. A
1: lot of stuff that felt really familiar just felt like it felt like kendall roe was a more interesting character when he was kind of like holding on and trying to like make power moves rather than him just being on a binge and then having any of his controller autonomy taken from him from his dad which is effectively what was happening in episode one so it's like back to square one back to square one and i I hate that kind of thing in shows i kind of
2: but i don't know i guess i kind of liked that Kendall just kind of reverted back to his own ways, and unlike BoJack, I do think that he is going to see a level of improvement from these actions. I'm interested to see what his character looks like in season two. But yeah, that's kind I, of I what like I'm that it took him he... hitting, it took him hitting the absolute rock bottom of somebody being dead and he's responsible for it. Yeah. For maybe for him to see himself maybe, and kind of get his shit together. Maybe I
1: was expecting like a more interesting show where I'm watching like the car crash. I'm like, Oh my God, he's got this huge secret when he becomes in charge. And it's like, oh no, I You just wanted just... him to be in charge. Well, I'm a, I need something to happen. They just wiped it all under the table. I'm like, okay, I guess we're fine. See, but I, see I, you I, next year. I feel <laughs>
2: like one of the things that I liked about the show was I was never cheering for Kendall. Like I was never really cheering for yeah. anyone. And the... I wanted to cheer for Kendall at certain points, but every time I did, he just let me down because there is nobody in the show who is a true protagonist no, they're all in that horrible. sense. Yeah. They're all bad people. And mm-hmm. in that way, it is kind of similar to BoJack in which, like, you can have people who, like, you're kind of just like, man, I hope this person, like, gets one. Like, I hope that he gets his. But at the end of the day, like, they're all still bad people. Yeah. And they're not.
0: And Kendall was always destined for that. Yeah. He was always meant to fuck up and fail it's, miserably. And
2: the the guy, um, who's the guest star this season? Um, James Cromwell. Yeah. Who? James He's, Cromwell? Oh. He's definitely going to have a much bigger role in season two, especially because he uh, really helped to um, kind of motivate. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm trying to find the right term for it, but he really uh, pushed towards Kendall's going off the cliff with him just, like, closing the door and giving him cocaine and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. All right, well, we got to wrap
0: it up, guys. Um, It's been a good pod, and... I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. It's been, it's been real. I'm euphoric and, sensu- <laughs> and, and don't forget sensual. You that's can, at, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can, uh, you can email us at we bought a mic and find us on Twitter at we bought a mic. Um, yeah.
1: Alrighty. Um, where are you I'm, at? Here? Be here. I'm, oh, right.
2: I'm on, <laughs> I'm on the internet somewhere. Just look, just Google me. He'll probably find me on there. Yeah,
3: figure it out.
1: Yeah. Honestly, Harry, where can we find you? You can find me at Harry J. Sayer on Twitter and then my work at the Orange Observer newspaper group. Woo! And check them out because we love those clicks. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Uh, Drew? Nah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drew's, yeah, Drew's yeah, no. going into seclusion. I'll let you know when I do anything important <laughs> at all. I'm at <laughs> Caldernist and you can find me online doing things. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. All right next week on it in. i got bye the, bye the bag bye.
2: tell a friend she got some ass bring it in bitch i'm the nose cnn yeah reel it in i got the bag tell a friend she got some ass bring it in bitch i'm the nose cnn yeah tripping really got the tiktok missing it's pimping broke niggas got me living wow you jordan a Pippin. i'm Kobe. i'm never going dish this yeah, I'm dissing this fuck and I ain't got the time to just kick it I don't trust nobody cuz